were you trying to mock me? Is that what you meant by I don't know if I want to be a dick? Yeah, and then I hit the, <laughs> and then I hit the button, and I was like, oh, we're in it now. We're oh, in I it was, now. I was totally under the impression that the I don't know if I want to be a dick part was, or was the start of the recording. I thought that was your secret start to the recording. <laughs> That would be a really nice cue in. No, I was gonna be like, I was gonna try and go. Oh, oh, I can't even fake a bad like a a missing voice. That's not. Hi everybody and welcome to Say Report Junior, a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. I'm one of your hosts, Dale Decker. I'm the other host, Zach Sarowick, full voice and all this yeah. week. I love yeah. that, like, this is our E3 special, and we're starting off with, how can we be dicks to each other? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, mean, I do of... have a question. Before we really get into anything, oh, I do need you to pick a number between one and two. Two. Okay. <laughs> I realized as I said that, that that wasn't the way I should have worded that, but hold on. Hold on. Can you hear it? What? Can you hear Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, I don't think the microphone picked that up. It sounded like a zip tie. <laughs> I mean, sort of. It was the top to a uh, Jack Daniels nip. Oh. Yeah, okay, I hear that. I just heard you guzzle it. That was not guzzling. Well, it sounded like it. It was coming out of the bottle because I flipped the bottle upside down. That was pouring, thank you. Well, it sounded like guzzling. bubbling and guzzling. And oh. I am not drinking alcohol today. Oh, that was a mistake. I. Oh. Drinking Jack Daniels? Mm-hmm. I... For a brief tangent, a before shot? the E3, I opened a nip. I dumped a nip into my mouth. There you go. That's the best way. I, if I could it came, just it came out of a nips. pinata at my birthday. Look. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, I want a booze man. pinata. A booze yada. I want a booze yada. It was booze and Skittles. It was nothing oh but my God. Skittles in there. <laughs> That's incredible. That's like the life. Oh, if man. I could drink nips, just nips all the time, it'd be great. They're That's... so easy. Yeah, don't, don't, just leave it. Just leave uh, it. Okay. Just, what were you going to say? I was going to say, that's what alcoholics say, Dale. Oh. <laughs> I, was gonna... I... <laughs> I wasn't going to go anywhere else with that, and I know what you're thinking. I was not. This is our video game episode. Is it? <laughs> who, the f who knows now? I was going to say I'm not drinking alcohol because I drank enough last night and um, I'm super tired. So I'm not going <laughs> to add alcohol to that mix. So I'm oh, drinking my butter pecan coffee that I thought I ordered ice, but what came hot. Just dump it into a glass with ice. No, that's lame. I paid okay. for the hot. They're like this. Okay. No, it's and... cheaper, actually. Anyways, what is this? This is us <laughs> avoiding talking about E3 because E3 was boring this year. That's the thing we have to admit. Yeah. Starting right off the bat, E3 was not disappointing, mm. just bland. Well, the thing is, is that it there were was... definitely like trailers and games and stuff I liked. There was yeah. just nothing. There was not a major wow factor this year. There wasn't we... a lot of new stuff. It was a lot of. Here's an expansion for this. Here's DLC for this. Here's us going to tell you more about this game that we announced last year, but, you know, Keanu a lot Reeves. Of, a and... lot of date confirmations. <laughs> date confirmations, yeah. yeah. Um, I just watched, like, a Ubisoft um, highlight reel, and it's just C Tom Clancy Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, like, my God. It's, it's so much Tom, Tom Clancy because they shit. also did another Tom. They did another Rainbow Six 
ad for a different Rainbow Six game. Mm-hmm. Like and then a while, and then two different why um like, Ghost Recon presentations, one of which had John Bernthal and a dog, which was great. <laughs> it was <laughs> that was great. the good part. <laughs> yeah, and it was like a lot of. Well, I don't. I mean, I saw the three like quote unquote big celebrities like Keanu Reeves, John John Bernthal, and Bernthal, and Mac, who I don't know his name, but thank you for saying he's Mac from Always Sunny. I don't know oh, his name in real yeah. life. Yeah, I do know the only other thing I know about him related to video games is that there was a point in which he was writing the Minecraft movie. I don't think that's happening that anymore, but he was the one sense. writing the Minecraft movie. Yeah, that somehow makes sense. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. It really, we made the joke early on that this, this like, season, I'm going to call our, our, our... It's a season. It's our, I call it a season. It's our second season of Say Report Jr., uh, <laughs> it's basically just the sequel season, and that's all E3 felt, is that we're just going to give you more of the same shit, There's in a different way. There's a lot of reasons for that, not least of which is the fact that just, like, less and less video games oh, are yes. really doing like grand new things uh, and the whole like the the fact that like all of the indie games existed in one showcase and it was a showcase that would buy so fast that you couldn't tell half the games that were coming out um yeah it's a large part of it is has to do with that and the fact that like so many games are doing the whole like we're gonna just update one game forever thing mm-hmm. uh the other side to that is that like we're theoretically coming upon like playstation 5 at the end of next year um project scarlet whatever the hell xbox (laughs) is doing might be coming out at the end of 2020 if they ever decide to give it a name um so like the other part of that is that like there just aren't a lot of things being made for the current generation of consoles anymore they're getting ready to switch over and nobody's allowed to talk about the next stuff or what they're doing yeah because spoiler alert all of these people have access to like ps5s and project scarlet things so they can make games for them but they're not allowed to talk about them Hmm. so like that's so that's a big sense right like that's fine but it's just i don't know it makes for a boring e3 E3 it makes for it makes for a kind of a bland event but We'll see. Let's let's start from the beginning, and kind of run through this, and we'll see. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find some stuff to talk about because there was still stuff to talk. Oh, about. I have I have plenty of stuff to talk. Like I have a good amount of stuff to talk about. I also have like best way to describe it is criticism, but like it's just how I would want E3 to be. Yeah, <laughs> and no, it's mainly that's like that's there's ways that I would want my E3 to go. And it's mainly because I work and be and like I mean, like oh, you work too. Are you gonna get like now? Like, oh, you're talking about the fact that it just runs in the middle of weekdays yes! where we can't work. Okay, I thought you were gonna be like your work specifically in like doing like video and IT stuff. You were going to have distinct criticisms about how oh, they no. filmed this thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's 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 one of these things where <clears throat> I will. I think Pokemon. And Sony, like, we're just going to release this stuff. Watch it on your own time. I mean, so uh, Pokemon is more, that's more Sony than Pokemon. They, and they do make more of, like, a live event out of watching it when it shows up. But that doesn't change the fact that the video is still 15 it's, minutes long that you can watch whenever you want. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's not I hours. don't see three hours 
Like, there's a reason why I just watch highlight reels. I basically just need to see the trailer. I don't need to hear you talk about it. I appreciate that a lot of people have put in hours and they deserve the time. But also just let me watch shortened versions, please. Counterpoint, in the immortal words of Keanu Reeves, E3, Cyberpunk 2077. Other things that came out of his mouth in walking, short bursts. Walking through this world is going to be breathtaking. You're breathtaking. No, you're breathtaking. You know that guy's motherfucking getting a special edition of the game now? Uh, who? The guy that yelled, you're breathtaking. For real? Yes. Or are you... no. they, they announced after all that happened, the guy that he turned to and said, you're breathtaking back to back to him. He's getting one of the special editions of Cyberpunk. What now. the fuck? Yeah. And like, you know, that was like Keanu Reeves went backstage and were like, we're finding that guy because I yeah, want to give him a special edition of this because absolutely. I'm Keanu Reeves and I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but let's start, even before we get to Microsoft and Keanu, the Keanu Reeves reveal, we have like, we have to start with the people who just didn't show up to E3, like yeah. Sony and like Google doing a, a connect to announce their like gaming console two days before E3 starts. <laughs> and it's not really being at E3. Yeah. Um, so Sony starts by like just dumping a bunch of trailers the week before E3 yep. comes out. And then throughout the week, they have actually been slowly, I've been watching their YouTube channel. Every time a game gets announced that's also on PlayStation, they just throw up the trailer for it. See, so like perfect. they're watching, they know that's E3 incredible. is here. <laughs> but they're just like, yeah, it's just like, oh, by the way, this game is also coming out on, on PlayStation. The PlayStation YouTube channel has a trailer for it now. Mm -hmm. There's like one intern probably at Sony whose job is to sit there and upload them as the things go. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, but, but that being said, I miss Sony so much this year because there were so many good trailers that came out right before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been cool to see like Norman Reedus on, or Mad Mickelson be like, yeah. that's our game, guys. Get ready. I mean, the fact that, like, Death Stranding is going to be... Death Stranding, The Last of Us Part Two, mm -hmm. and they have one other game. The, the other one that Insomniac, the people that made Spider-Man, are, are working on, the, the Samurai game that they announced last year but mm -hmm. was overshadowed by Sekiro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like, all three of those are coming out before the PlayStation 5. Like, those are going to be... They have three major releases as, like, to close out the PlayStation 4, and none of it was talked about this week. No. <laughs> But I did enjoy some of the games that did have trailers, including Effie, which was then launched, and I played, and I beat. Yeah, I kind of want to play that one. <laughs> it's, it's adorable. You are playing, like, the, the, the very beginning, you know, story set up is that there was a young man who did not help a woman with a broken cart, and, of course, that woman turned out to be a witch, and so she cursed him and turned him old. And so, oh. old man... And so now old man has to run around and, like, you know, so, earn his, earn, like, earn, like save everybody from the witch and earn his youth back and all that. But he does it by surfing on a magic shield, and it's awesome. So it's, it's Beauty and a Beast? Yes, basically. <laughs> so the game was made um, by, like, a student team or something like that. Because oh, okay, cool. one of the things that comes up on one of the, the, the dev screens that comes up is, like, the PlayStation, like, gamer camp something. Or other so like it was like a game jam camp thing that they did with like yeah. like uh, amateur teams and stuff like that that they then published so that was pretty cool um the game's fun i mean it's very clearly made by people like made on a budget and stuff like that but it was 20 bucks so whatever yeah um i know we, I, I know you had fun with the ai somnius files oh. trailer oh. 
I don't know if I would say I had fun exactly. More <laughs> like I'm scared, but like I'm super intrigued by this. You play Kingdom Hearts with me. You know what you know what Japanese games can be like sometimes. Oh, yeah, this is what anime games are. But like it didn't even feel I just there was dancing and something. I there was I a polar bear attacking something. There was some... a polar bear. Yeah, because it's basically they go into this dude's head, and then the AI is definitely evil. Like if you watch, her name is oh, what was her name? It was like I Anya or something. Something that had AI in yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> Anya or something. Like, but it she was like, first of all, when you're not in the consciousness, she's just an eyeball. But then when you're in the consciousness, she's like this little mini person who looks like a little sprite, like Tinkerbell or some shit, and she's talking to you, and she's like, why don't you go over here? No, don't go over there. And then there's, like, weird... F- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What did she, like, bent over, and it was... She got pushed over or something? I don't oh, remember. No. I watched the trailer was, a week ago. It was so <laughs> weird. I forgot about it until you just brought it up. Because I... I didn't know. Polar bear. There's a freaking polar bear, and it doesn't make sense. That's like Lost. A polar bear will show up and eventually be explained, but the explanation will be bad. Mm. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you basically just go into the consciousness, and then I think you're getting attacked by the consciousness. Yeah, you're like someone. trying to clear something out of someone's head. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Um, freaking weird. There was a Jumanji trailer you were particularly yeah. excited for. It literally showed nothing. It literally just showed the four characters from the most recent Jumanji um, movie. It showed the four characters. It had bongos and it it had the words. So I'm happy. <laughs> for those who wish to they're supposedly for those, for those who wish to seek to find a way to leave their wood behind. What what? I'd get that tattooed on my body. I wouldn't. <laughs> that would be a regret, I think. Everybody should regret their first tattoo, so that's your first. Yeah. Well, because it, it definitely would get soggy and gross because every word tattoo that I've seen, somehow the letters get shoved together. Like, they look good when they first start, but then the letters start to move towards each other. And it just very looks weird like a concept of. A very weird concept of how skin works but anyway <laughs> you, t- you look at someone's like word tattoo and tell me it's not true i don't know Sejin, come here i know you've got words tattooed somewhere let's see if they're soggy or gross i don't know i just i've there was a lot of people on the cruise who had tat word t- that's because those people also were probably like living out in the sun <sighs> maybe their maybe bodies. It, they just looked i can't even think they looked wet (laughs) like it looked like the words had started to run like they were drawn on sharpie i've seen good ones but the majority of them are bad so anyways (laughs) this is Um, a weird tangent this is a weird tangent i'm gonna save us with the most terror what looked like the most terrifying vr game i've ever seen which is richie's plank experience no, I didn't watch that. Um, i normally don't don't because i'm never ever going to use or care about vr yeah even as much as PlayStation is going to keep trying to make us care. Um, <clears throat> but I decided to watch this trailer, and I wish I hadn't, because <laughs> it's just you're standing on top of a building on a plank, 
and you can fall off the plank and off the building. And it's like every anxiety fear I've ever had. Like, why would I put myself into that? Why would I strap? I don't go on roller coasters. Why would I strap <laughs> myself into a VR headset and look like I was about to fall off a building? Um, I don't want that. Is that the whole game? I think there's like other modes. Like, like there's a thing fall? where you can fly around and stuff like that. Oh my God. There was like other things that were like very arcadey, but they all kind of built on the concept of you're going to stand on a plank at the top of a building and then f- jump off the fucking building. And I don't want that. I don't want that game. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't disagree, Zach. Um, and lastly, I guess the last thing from play, I don't know if this is just on Sony on PlayStation or if it's going other places, but we got a release date for that control game from the people that made Quantum Break. That comes oh! out. In- that comes out in August. Oh! Um, I, I think for- it got I think it got delayed at some point. I think it was supposed to be out before this E3 because it was you know huge at last E3, but I think it got delayed a little bit. So it's out in August. Oh my god! I co- I totally forgot to, about that and forgot to watch. I said I was gonna watch the trailer and I forgot to watch it. Oh! So <laughs> yes, Remedy, the people that made Alan Wake and Quantum Break, have made. Control, which I still don't know anything about that game. I just don't want to play it because I like the people that made that game. <laughs> I freaking love... I've talked about it. I freaking... Quantum Break is one of my favorite games. Like, hands down. <laughs> and I remember watching the Control... Uh, seeing stuff from Control last year and being like, this has elements of Quantum Break, and I am sold. Yeah, I don't all even of their, care. There are like, running themes between all of their games, like... Oh, like Alan. Quantum Break. Quantum Break has the whole TV series like yep. aspect to it, and then Alan Wake is all about you know the book writing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I fully, I'm fully ready for Control to just be like another okay. style like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a part of me that does want to go and find like Alan Wake and play it. Um, I think you can and... now. There was a con- there was a time when Alan Wake was basically wiped from existence because of music rights. Yeah. And so you like couldn't find it or buy it or read even re-download it if you already owned it. But I think it might be back. I still don't know yeah. if you can buy it again, but I think you can at least re-download it if you own it already. Yeah. It's a very weird. It's it's in a very weird place. Yeah. I, for I like just... one song played on a radio for thirty seconds. Yeah. I just know that even in Quantum Break, like the there were so many Alan Wake. Um, Easter eggs, if you actually went around and looked and read and like someone on their desk, they have the Alan Wake book. Another person yeah. has like a poster in a cubicle and yeah, um, because it's so many, and it was so many Easter eggs that they convinced everyone they were making an Alan Wake two, which yeah. still is happening. Yep. So, yep. you know, and I think, so it's cool to be like, so I, like you said, I, I, I know that there's book elements to Alan Wake. I don't really know what it is, but it seems like Alan Wake exists in the Quantum Break world, which is cool to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Someday, I'll also play Quantum Break, and you will make me. Oh, I own it. Well, oh, there we go. Well, you, you, yeah, okay, that's the next, <clears throat> that's the next thing. Scream 4 and then that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, does Patrick Dempsey show up and scream, and, um... No, no, he doesn't show up in Scream 4. Does he show up in Quantum Break? No, it's one of it's one of the Ashmores, right? I forget which one. Yeah, it's um Sean. Sean. It, I'm pretty sure it is Sean. And not Aaron. And not Aaron. I, didn't I don't know. remember which one is Iceman. Can I? 
be honest with you, this you is didn't another know tangent. D- no idea. I thought yeah. they were the same person. You want to know which one really threw me off? The reason I really actually know this is because Smallville. Um, <clears throat> one of them, one of them is in the first season as like freak of the week bad guy. Yeah. And then another one comes, and then the other one comes in and plays Jimmy Olsen for the second half of the series. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I think I saw Sean um, tweet something, and his Twitter handle is like not Aaron. And I was <laughs> like, "What the hell? That's what are you talking good. about?" That's very and then I good. went to his Twitter. Yeah, because it was, it was, it was whoever played Iceman. Iceman. Yeah. Yes. It's whoever plays Iceman was like tweeted about it because it was X Men Day, and their Twitter handle was not the other one. And I'm pretty sure it was Sean who's, who was not I Aaron. love twin-coordinated Twitter. Are you it, kidding me? Like, I – and my brain blew because I did not know. I'm like, I thought he's just been in a shit ton of stuff. Like, he's, pulling a, he's pulling a Lindsay Lohan via Parent Trap. Yeah. He is actually both of them. <laughs> Maybe. Have we seen them know, in the same room together? I just know that one of them is in Cadet Kelly. <laughs> oh, God. And he's great. Anyways, yeah, you need to quit play. Uh, you need to play Quantum Break. I I will put it in the list. Mm. Um, Top of the list. So, uh, amidst all of the Sony stuff going up, uh, Google finally gave us some idea of what the hell Google Stadia is going to be. They're Did like, they though, because like you guys seemed not. My, I, Here's the problem. I got a lot out of the discord and it was a lot of what the hell is going on we don't know because <laughs> here's the problem like you said all of this stuff is happening also while we're all at work mm. so what happened we was bits and pieces in the well as, before, even before the bits and pieces a few days before <laughs> the stadia connect because of course they're gonna just rip off nintendo <laughs> uh, before the stadia connect we they sent out like a press release to people that mm. was like here's what we're going to talk about get ready so that as soon as the thing ends, you can put up your stories and shit, mm-hmm. you know, but don't talk about it before then. Cause this isn't going to make any sense. You, whatever. <clears throat> and of course someone turned around and just was like, Hey, we got this press release from Google and yeah. here's everything about Google's idiot. And of course, like half the information was wrong Yeah. because they didn't give you everything on the press release. Cause they're not dumb. So what you have is in like the day leading up to the the Stadia Connect is everybody talking about what connect what Stadia is going to be, <clears throat> and then the actual thing happened, and then everybody trying to go back and correct what was said before and what's real and what do we know about it and what do we not, and on top of this, Google didn't want to come right out and tell you. By the way, you can you're going to be able to play this thing basically for free in 2020 <laughs> because they don't want you to just not buy it. Yeah. So it was this weird mix of marketing and shitty journalism. <laughs> Sounds about right, though. And then like... me, Devin, and Seijin just talking about the like in our own various states of like how how much we think that's even worth getting, like Google getting into video games. Because yeah. Seijin, I will never understand Seijin's love for Amazon and Google the way that I hate them. I'm on the complete opposite <laughs> side of the coin from him on that. We're always going to be that way. He's going to be so mad at me later when he's like, I don't love them. But you, you do, though. You're the one that defends Amazon and Google every time I get mad about them. Um, so I have tried to do my research and get an understanding. Okay. Here's the deal. Okay. Baseline. Yep. What Google is doing is basically doing a streaming console video, like video game console. By which I mean 
you will not have an actual console you have to buy and put on your on your table or you don't have to like have a high-end pc they are literally going to have a massive server farm that you will connect to with your you know user account (coughs) and that that's like your console so you can theoretically through even a crappy computer or a laptop or i think they said the new google pixel phones that are coming out and also through chromecast you will have the ability to sign into stadia and like play games that you bought through stadia Mm -hmm. because they will have the buying option everything is is up to buy Mm -hmm. first the first problem with that it's actually not that you're buying the game because of the way that the system works what you're buying is a license to stream the game to your computer and play it which also means that if one day Google decided, oh, by the way, we lost the license, so that's no longer in our library, even you if you bought it. it from them, it's gone. you lose. Because they don't have an option to download the games that you buy. Because the whole point of this is that, like, it's streaming. You I can sign in. Anywhere. Right. And not just streaming, it's also instant. Yeah. Like, it is like, like, literally, like, it's already installed on their computer. So, so you're just accessing their computer to do it. Yeah. So, like, they're like they're basically remoting into their computer. Basically, yes, like, that's exactly what it is. You are remoting into their server. Yeah. You are remoting into their server, and they're promising that they're going to put enough money and power behind it that you're not that it's going to be as good as if it was sitting right there in, in your house. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert: it probably won't. That's a whole other problem with Stadia. But that's like so. So theoretically, there will be a point in time where if you don't want to buy a Chromecast, Chromecast is the only way you can do this on TV. But if you don't want to buy a Chromecast, you don't want to buy a, a Google phone. You just want to do this through a Chrome browser. And I've got, and you know, say you want to use like a dual, you've already got a PlayStation 4, so you've got a DualShock 4 that is also, you, is USB. You can hook that up to your computer. You can then theoretically log into Stadia, buy a game off of that, and access it. And that's as much money as you need to put into it as the $60 you paid for that game yeah. or whatever. They haven't actually said prices yet. There's no reason to think that Google would try to discount that shit beyond the regular retail price though. So I go in, they've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey available. I pay 60 bucks and with my DualShock on my PC, I can play, I can now just play Assassin's Creed Odyssey in like all of five minutes. Yeah. Cool. But again, there's that problem where if all of a sudden Ubisoft tomorrow then tells them, oh, by the way, Google Stadia no longer has, yeah, Google Stadia no longer has the rights to let you remotely stream that game uh that's gone and you're just out that 60 bucks like there's no plan as far as we know for google to refund you if that happens yeah <clears throat> i mean there has to be so many people would be well like, the idea the idea uproar. is that uh, like, the idea is that there's also no reason for ubisoft to pull that license there's not yeah. like ubisoft gets the money as soon as you gets whatever money and google gets whatever money once you pay for it mm-hmm. there's nothing the only reason that it would actually stop is not because Ubisoft pulls that license, but it's because Google decides one day that Stadia isn't popular enough and just shuts it down. Yeah, exactly. And then they're definitely not giving you your money back for that. No. So, like, that's the big fear with this sort of th- setup is that, like, Google might one day decide that Google Stadia is just another Google Plus and pulls the plug and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is a, <laughs> I mean, this is a bolt because, like you said, this is really Google's introduction into gaming like you guys need this is a lot this is a lot on the line it's a lot to put out there because because (laughs) even then because the 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 next thing they announce 
well, technically, they didn't even announce the, the free stuff, but they, yeah. they later confirmed it and, and talked about it. But yeah. what they actually make this connect about, though, is things like they're going to have a subscription service, mm-hmm. which is like PS Plus or Xbox Gold. Yeah. And again, because they kind of talked about there being a subscription and didn't really give a lot of detail in the days leading up to it, everybody started assuming what they meant was every game that Google Plus is going to have available, if was, you pay the $10 a month, you get to just... Play. Or or the ten dollars a month, like not free, but yeah. I mean, like you pay, you pay. Like, what if PS? What if if I paid my ten dollars a month to play, to PS Plus, I get to then play literally every PlayStation Four game, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So more more like PS Now. That's what PS Now was, but even then, that's not every PS Three game, but like same concept, which yeah. was I spend ten dollars a month to I spend to to Sony, and then I get access to this entire library whenever I want to play it. And then Google had to come out and be like, well, no, it's going to be certain <laughs> games. There are certain games that will be buy only, probably newer ones. Yeah. And they're also not entirely clear on what you will have immediate access to the second you start paying them $10 a month. Like, yeah. I don't know if there is like a set number to go or if it's just the first couple of games. We don't know. It we don't know because Google very... didn't see. <laughs> yeah, it seems very murky and like yeah. not a full. And it probably is. I mean, I don't know exactly the timeline events, but it probably is like, oh, someone just leaked a bunch of stuff. We need to just get this out and and talk about it now. Right, like the stuff that there's probably stuff. There's probably stuff that they weren't even planning on having to answer questions about yet. Exactly. That are now questions because of this. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um. So yeah. So. Just seemed unprepared. (laughs) So November, this thing is supposed to launch. Yeah. But only. The subscription side of it, the free version doesn't launch until 2020, which because seems... they want because they want oh. everybody to be well. What they want, I can tell you, because from a marketing standpoint, it sort of makes sense. One, you get oh, to boost yeah, your numbers. Literally, everybody that buys a Google Stadia like starters pack is going to be a subscriber now, so they get to say they have so many subscribers for the first three months. Oh yeah, and theoretically, if what they're offering in that first three months is good enough, when that three months ends, people decide to keep paying. Like, that's a good way to get people in and, like, get word of mouth out there and yeah, stuff. it's gross. But, <laughs> well, Kind of. It's what it is. I mean, it's gross, but it's capitalism. It's what like, they it's, have to do. So, I mean, that comes with the $60 Stadia controller, the $70, yeah. like, highest-end version of a Chromecast, and then also the thing with that's paying... the starter the, pack? Yes. Okay. The $3 subscription. Also a $3 subscription that you can, like, give to a friend... Which I don't know how that works when I don't think the non-Stadia controller support doesn't launch yet. I don't yeah. know. Huh. That's also part of it. Is I don't know when that part starts. Because they make it really unclear that you do not need a Google Stadia controller. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was under the impression for, like, a week that the Google Stadia controller, you had to get that no matter what. So it was always going to be at least a $60 buy-in. <laughs> and then I finally, like, sat down and watched the, the Google Connect thing. And they were, like, very quickly, they were like, oh, yeah, you can use the Google Stadia or any other supported controller yeah. if just through Chrome. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, go back and explain that. Nothing. It's impossible to find on their website. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's just, Such like... a pain. Yeah, that's... that's... So they're very purposely yeah. keeping that murky. Yeah. So like, and then you're also going to get like a free copy of Destiny, Destiny 2, 2 with the latest expansion that comes out later this year as well. Like, yeah. so you're going to have the most up-to-date version of Destiny 2 that is theoretically yours, that if you drop the subscription, you still have access to Destiny 2 because they're giving you that copy through like the, the buy copy, not the subscription copy. Yeah. Oh, 
so weird. <laughs> and on top, so yeah, so, so weird. So they've got like a bunch of games that are going to be available that have like come out in the last few years. That seems cool. There's newer stuff that's going to be coming to it. There's no reason to think that like anything that would become out available for PC wouldn't also go to Stadia unless it's like one of Epic's exclusive bullshit things. Yeah. Um, but we don't know. We don't know because then on top of this, they're like, so we're going to have all these games, but we don't want to tell you all of them because also Secret. these other people are going to tell you like EA has like a deal with them, but EA wants to tell you when the Stadia yeah. stuff is coming and like Ubisoft wants to tell you when the studio stuff, when the stuff is coming. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. I, I it, guess we won't know if it's worth it until November. And I don't know if enough people are going to think it's worth it to buy into yeah. it at first for them to support it until I've decided it's worth it. At this point in time, no. At this point in time, like, you explain it to me, no. I have n- zero interest in this. Like, that starter I pack is 130 do- bucks. It's not bad compared to what you would buy for all of that stuff separately. Yeah, but I exactly. could tell you buying that stuff separately would be worth it, let alone buying a discounted package yeah, for it. No. It's, like, just, it's so unclear and so new that, like, I can't. I can't I- just be all about it right now. Like... And that's kind of the fault, like the drawback of of Google, like doing this big of a thing as like their really first entrance into video into the video game market. It's like you need to build up to this kind of thing. Like if people uh, let's just people trust Pokemon. Here's the thing. Like if we if Pokemon were to do something like similar to this. And the Pokemon company were to do something similar to this, and it was super, super murky and like no information. They were basically just they basically gave all the same information that Google gave. People would be buying into it like today. Hell, like, people paid into Nintendo Online, yes, even though it was kind of crap, and it, and it still, still hasn't gotten much and better. That. And people are really? still paying into it, expecting it to get better. Exactly. People <laughs> like, like people still trust Nintendo. People trust Sony. People trust like it's just. It's such a big thing to just get all of these, like, the, like there's um, watching the Ubisoft highlight reel again. The guy who plays Mac, again, don't know his name in real life. Um, he was like, if there's one thing this community can call on, it's bullshit. That's and... not even the first time that came up this week. We'll talk about that with Bethesda, too. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's, it's just, you can't be this murky about a brand new thing and expects people like day one to be about it because it's and just it's, not going to happen it's because it's tied up in google's like bullshit about how they're going to be the next big thing of this yeah. or that and they're going to yeah. innovate this or that when in reality they're not innovating shit they're just like the one the one thing they're doing differently is the actual like streaming part of this otherwise it's just a basic ass game console but they can't just yeah. come out and say like the pitch for this is we're giving you a simple game console, yeah. but you have to be online only because of the streaming part to it, but you have, but it gives you all of these savings and still gives you access to these games. That's the simple pitch to it. Which but instead cool, they want to come but... out and tell you that they're changing the face of gaming. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the kind of spectacle of E3 that I, that I don't like. And that I was, that I was also going to comment on is that just, just give it to me how it is. Do mm-hmm. not make it this show and tell. Like, I get that you got to get people excited, 
but it's video games. Video games are inherently going to get people excited. Right. There's a way to there's a way to get people <laughs> excited because you're excited with them versus getting people excited Just by throwing a bunch of shit at them yeah. and see if they'll they'll take it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I I have more to talk about on that subject when we eventually get to to the Apex stuff. That was We're actually going to get to that next cuz EA is yeah, the next thing. EA is yeah. the next one, right? Yes, EA is the I next got... thing. I got a lot of spectacle-esque things to talk about when Good, it comes that's to actually the Apex. Something, that's actually something I didn't watch. So, yeah. we'll, oh, um, I got some so stuff. Yeah. So, Google Stadia, I don't know. We'll see if more details come out of it. There's something else we're going to talk about when we get to Ubisoft that I am still have questions about. Yeah. But, again, it's because it's nothing but questions right now. So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So, then we get to the EA thing. Yep. EA, who really decided that they were just not doing E3 this year. What they're doing with what's really weird is they've been doing EA Play, which has not been like at E3 for a while. Like they would still show up to the conference itself and do like a booth, yeah. but this whole EA Play thing has always has been separate from E3 conferences and stuff like that for a while. So the fact that they were like made a big deal out of pulling out this year, mm. it's just I think they were just copying Sony. Yeah. <laughs> um but what they didn't do was do like a big old presentation at the start. And then do a bunch of streams later, which is what they usually do. They instead split their time up by game. Yeah. So they started with Jedi Fallen Order, which the new Star Wars. I did not freaking watch because I kept meaning to and just here's, forgot. Here's the thing. So there's a trailer that is then played later at the Microsoft thing. Okay. That's pretty. <clears throat> that's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. The problem is that the 14 minutes that they showed you of like gameplay and stuff is like the most, it has, I mean, obviously it's going to be an early level cause they don't want to give away story stuff, but it is the most basic ass level oh, of sure. like, yeah. it is not at all like an exciting level to watch because yeah. like you're, it's on Kashik, a planet. Everybody already knows it's on. Yeah. Everybody knows. It's the home of the Wookiees. It's, oh. it's the home of the Wookiees. Okay. It's like in every, here's the thing. In every Star Wars game and every Star Wars story, if you're going to Kashyyyk, it's because Wookiees have been enslaved and you're going to free them. And guess what? Wookiees you're are enslaved. And Wookiees are enslaved and you're going to free them. So this whole <laughs> game takes place right after Episode Three and after the Order sixty six, that where like the Jedi are being hunted, and okay. so you are one of the last Jedi um, out there. You join up with uh, with you know the first start of the, the of the rebels the mm -hmm. early of the rebels though this is about this is i think they said like three or four years before rogue one um right. saul guerrera shows up in this forrest whitaker is in this game his oh, character wow. from rogue one so this is like at the time when he is still part of the rebellion before he has gone like completely off the right off the rails and been like kicked out of the rebellion for being like too crazy yeah where we meet him in rogue one and stuff like that so he's there um and it's like it, but and it's also <laughs> my favorite thing about all of this is that the main character, the actor who's playing him in this game, is the guy who just played the Joker in Gotham. Really? The little redhead kid <laughs> that played the Joker in Gotham. Really? Yeah. Wait, that's yes. him? Yes, that Real? is the, that is that is the guy playing Cal Estes. What? I think that's the kid who was in Where the Millers, right? No, it's no, not. it is not. They different. Tailed redheaded kid. Oh, never yeah, mind. I know. I know. They look. Anymore. They look exactly the same. But no. <laughs> um, I'm not exact. I'm not excited anymore. And it's not customization. It's just this dude. It is just this dude. It is yeah, a single okay. player. That's it's not a, a custom story. Um, 
So, but I mean, that's the pro. But so, so yeah. So this this whole fourteen minute mission they show you is you go to Kashik, which looks like Endor from Return of the Jedi. It, this whole thing looked like just Return of the Jedi. That's what I think is why it was so boring, <laughs> because they like you're in a forest. There's a, uh, you know, a, a empire like warehouse prison in the woods that looks exactly like the base from Return of the Jedi and you sneak through it and kill people with your force powers and your lightsaber, which is pretty cool, except for the fact that it looks exactly like Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so it's like the whole thing is just so, like, they're trying to keep so much under wraps that they're really only showing you stuff that, like, by design is not going to be the most yeah. exciting because it's the stuff that looks most like Star Wars. Damn. So, Damn. Yeah. So who knows? I'm okay. Who knows as then. it comes later? Yeah. So so who knows when it comes later if it like like what other planets and stuff? Because even then, someone had like I was listening to, to someone's like E3 reporting or something, and they had tried to like ask them questions about it. And every time they ask questions about like what other planets are there going to be or there other environments, they're like, well, you know, we don't want to give away too much, but you know, the the Star Wars galaxy has a vast number of environments oh, that you can. It's like, dude. <laughs> oh my god. I guarantee God. you we're going to end up on a desert planet in a cantina. It's just going to yeah, happen. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah. Who knows? I, it's still going to be a good game. I mean, the people making it made Apex and made Titanfall. Oh, really? It's Respawn. Huh. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, that. it's a well-crafted game. Yeah. It's just that it kind of feels like this is the one that they're making because EA, like, this is the game. It feels like they wanted to make Apex, and EA said, fine, but you're making a Star Wars game yeah, for exactly. us. <laughs> uh, so tell me about Apex. Okay, so um, I kind of got, I probably saw, like, the second half of it. Maybe missed, maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes of the beginning. But, um... Basically, they have more Battle Pass stuff, all that new new shit that you can collect, and um, they're they're fixing the bugs with that, um, which I don't care about. I, I mean, just basic, like basic battle royale stuff. That yeah, yeah, like it's not like the stuff that really care that matters to me is a new character, which is what I got to watch. Um, but yeah, so they they've talked about how they're gonna fix bugs, and that. Um, the, the battle pass, how you level it up is a little bit different. It's actually like based on challenges now, um, instead of just, you know, playing the game, just, just just, just leveling up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you actually compete in challenges and then the further you get into the, the battle pass and, and into the, you know, the season, um, you can then be put into like. I think it's Apex Elite or or um, something Elite, like whatever. And it's it's like the best of the best playing against each other to see who is really the best. So they know? introduced like actual matchmaking that yes. actually puts people of skill yes, together. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and they talk about that too. And he's like, you know, it's we have tiers now, so it's it's like Overwatch co- uh, competitive. Pretty much is what I compared it to, um, is that yeah we ha- we have tiers and you're not gonna, it's gonna be better matchmaking. We promise <laughs> it's gonna be people you can actually fight <laughs> and not just die in one second. <laughs> so that was Always cool. Good. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, I don't know if it's gonna affect me that much because I don't. Again, I don't know if that's just with battle pass stuff or if it is with the actual game. 
even though like they're the same is weird. I mean, yeah, I just don't I mean, think I'll ever that buy into that not, game. Like yeah. the the cosmetics and that stuff, they're cool to look at, but I don't need any of that stuff because <laughs> I think the base ones that you just get through playing are cool and like really good looking. So cosmetics and whatnot, I'm never gonna pay pay real money for. And the only people I would pay real money for are characters. And you get the money in game for those characters if you're patient. So <laughs> I could be patient when it comes to Apex and when it comes to free games anyways. But the biggest thing for me that was exciting and like got me kind of like re-energized for Apex was the new character reveal of Watson. And she hurt and you know you guys listen to the show, you know how much I love my Apex backstories. I was just about to ask you, what <laughs> is that backstory? <laughs> um, so, like, as you may or may not know, Apex Legends is, like, the framing device is that all of these people are competing in the Apex games and, and like, um, for, you know, glory and money and all of that and to, like, help people who they who depend on them. Um, it's weirdly, pretty much like, the Hunger Games. It's and weirdly, or, like in or, the fiction, casino, not Casino Royale, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Um, but um, and weirdly, like within the universe of the Titanfall games, but yes. like on the outside of whatever stories yeah. are actually going on in the Titanfall games, mm -hmm. which I find really interesting yeah. that this is actually technically a Titanfall spinoff. Yeah, it's just so doesn't. it's super cool. Yeah. And like the guns are all from Titanfall. Like people know right. what the guns are because they're from the the Titanfall game. And, like, there are homages to Titanfall, which is cool. I never played Titanfall, but it's still, like, nothing is lost on me because I never played Titanfall. It's just cool to know. <laughs> right. Like, if you know Absolutely. it. Um, but so, basically, Watson and her dad built the arena for the Apex games. Okay, see, that's what I thought it said, because I was scrolling through. They did, like, a full-on lore video yes. for this, so yeah. I was, like, scrolling through that as I was trying to get through and Yeah, it made me tear up, get all I'm the not going to lie. I, tear I cried again on Apex Legends background. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then the, 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 the guys start talking about it, and he's like, you know, Watson, like, all of the legends know her, and all of the legends, like, and, and the, the one of the presenters was like, um, the guy, I don't know what you would call him. I guess he's the liaison, not the liaison, the host. He's the host. Oh, Greg Miller. Um, I'm actually going to yeah. talk about him really quick. You know about the guy with the glasses and the beard? Yeah, that was like he a, had yeah. like a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, so that guy, uh, Greg Miller, is the, he runs, he, he, is, he also hosted that Kind of Funny Games um, indie showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of funny games is like a the brand that he works under where he does like a, a podcast under that and a bunch of like game news and stuff Yeah, the woman from last year the redhead with the glasses that was like really good at hosting that we had talked about Okay, yeah is his co-host on that and oh, actually cool. was supposed to be here doing that and she ended up having like emergency surgery oh, This week or something. She's fine. She like tweeted about it, but yeah. He was, like, filling in for her. I got the show is actually supposed to be her. That, this whole I got weekend. stuff to say about him, though. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off because I want to get to the Watson stuff. But one of the people who worked on the game was like, yeah, everybody kind of, like, respects Watson. And he asked even Caustic. Like, Caustic is a monster human being. 
he even has like this respect he's like yeah she's a scientist caustic has a he doesn't like anybody but he does have a respect for her so like and he says that watson is kind of like everybody's kid sister because she like grew up in the arena building it and working on it and meeting all of the legends which is like such an interesting character to me (laughs) because like a character that like (laughs) if this were a battle royale situation in which no one was there by choice yeah her her being that character come come off as completely different but because this is like a game that they theoretically for their various reasons volunteer to be in yeah that's like a whole different that takes a whole different angle on that and she like she she's a support character she like builds barriers and stuff and everybody kind of just trusts her in the lore which like also i love that apex has lore i just love that it has (laughs) lore that like makes sense and is fun and and easy to follow kind of um but yeah it's just this character just thinking of her growing up and, like, learning little things and knowing things that other people don't know. Like, it, I can create this whole story for it in my head, and I love that. Um, so that got me really excited to get back into Apex and, like, earn my Because she's definitely going to be... You have to buy her. You definitely are going to have to buy her. So, oh, like, yeah. it's going to make me want to work towards getting her. Um, so that's exciting. And it seems like... They're working on other map stuff, which is exciting. That would not be that would not surprise me because um, that's usually like that's because they have to do one of two things. They either have to come up with a different map or they have to do the Fortnite thing, which is that they start running in seasons yeah. in which major map changes just happen yeah. through story and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's just kind of the way that's just the nature of a game like this. Like mm-hmm. at some point, everybody knows every corner of the map and they have to do something to yeah. to change it up yeah so it's that's exciting that there there could be map changes coming in the future there was they showed like a a trailer for season two and watson at the very end and at the very end of the trailer as you're flying down you're flying by this gigantic eyeball that looks like it's part of like a dragon creature oh god and it's like what the hell is that i need to know everything about that because Sign me up. <laughs> like, this is exciting for, for like, everybody. But, yeah, so it, it, I'm happy that I'm, like, re-energized. I just haven't been able to play Apex, you know, since it got re- this all of this got announced. It just made me excited to play Apex again because um, I definitely fell off playing it. But it's – Oh, yeah. I love that it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, I can just go play now, and I don't care if I die. I don't care if I suck. It is just fun to be in that world for some time. And, like, fun to watch people play it and, like, be good at the game. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dale's going to get into watching Apex streams. <laughs> um, by the way, I, just so I, just, I was just already. Quick, quick correction, just because I'm, I, I had to look it up to make sure. <clears throat> the host actually changed on me in the middle of the stream. So the guy that's doing the Apex section in the Hawaiian shirt is not Greg Miller. The guy that, Greg Miller's the guy that did the Jedi Fallen Order oh, okay. section. So different, different guy with okay. glasses and beard. Yeah, so. so I'm gonna, I'm now like the stuff that kind of pissed me off in the Apex Legends announcement. Um, the, the guy who is hosting it, don't know his name, didn't catch his name. Uh-huh. He's one of these hosts that I'm like, I don't believe you play video games. 
I don't believe you've ever touched Apex. Like, I don't believe you picked up a controller. Because the whole time, he's just like, yeah, where where my lifeline mains? Where I'm a lifeline main. Blah, blah, blah. Lifeline, lifeline, lifeline. And I'm like, you read one name and was like. Which is funny because I'm looking at him right now. That is Alex Golden Boy Mendez, who okay. is one of the most recognized esports commentators. Yeah, okay. And is also a commenter for uh, commentator for NBC's The Titan Game. So yeah. he's a professional commentator. I don't know if he is. Which... I don't know if he is a video game player. It's yeah. just it's and he, he could probably play video games. That's fine. It's just the way he talks about playing video games clearly makes him ju- sound like a commentator, and mm-hmm. he is a commentator. But it's like. You just sound like you read something and are feeding off of that. And yeah. you have good energy. Like, you have good energy. It just feels fake somehow. And it's kind of distracting when you, <laughs> when you like, hype up this game. And it's I fine. Think, it's cool, but it's distracting. <laughs> I think the outfit isn't helping him with that because I'm looking at it right now. And it's just like, if he were wearing a suit and doing that, mm. I probably would buy it better. Because I think as that he's probably doing what he normally does yeah. for like commentary, in which case he would normally be like sitting at a desk wearing a suit, yeah. doing a very specific type of commentating. And then like this is like, it's like the difference between hosting late night yeah. and sports commentating. I mean, it was this two very different thing. This was very. It, it's kind of cool and kind of weird <clears> at the same time. This was very. A, this was a very casual, like explanation of Apex. Like it felt. Like they were just chilling out, talking about what's coming on, which is cool, and it should feel that way, but it felt forced. It's like, we're going to try and be casual because that's so cool, and we're not just these suits talking about this game. Like, we're like you guys. We play video games. We know know what's up. And it's like, Weird, but I don't enough, believe the, you. <laughs> I mean, that, that theme is also going to come up later because Bethesda is great at this. Mm. But weirdly enough, this actually goes back to something we talked about last year before Anthem shit the bed, which was this is what they did with Anthem last year. Yeah. They had the whole big spectacle thing, but then all of a sudden they stopped for 10 minutes and they had people come out and sit in chairs and talk to the host and talk about Anthem in development yeah. in a weird way that didn't make sense for that energy. Yeah. And this feels like their attempt to make that their whole thing. But they still don't know how to do that without doing their big grand yeah. thing. Yeah. So like and, this is like the step two to that process. Yeah. And and what possible and what made it even like the whole experience, the whole like spectacle or the whole announcement even more cringy is and I think I wrote this in Discord. One when they were talking about Watson one of the artists was like talking about her and they do on the screen behind them it is a slow pan of watson's design right so Uh it's like starting up top and it's like a slow pan like showing because her her design is very much i carry everything i need on my person and so it's just easier that way right um everything i can grab so like and and she lo- she uses like electricity powers right so you have to have her look like she's in rubber suits and like she has you know conduits and stuff around her and they do a slow pan and i'm like she looks badass she looks awesome and they do a slow pan and they get to the crotch there it is and <laughs> the artist 
of of one of the artists on the game was explaining her design and stuff and I was like this is cool I'm down and then he stops and starts laughing when they get to the crotch shot shot. and I'm like dude you need to act like you've freaking been there you're the one who probably helped design this and that makes me feel super uncomfortable like it it just makes me uncomfortable. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it, EA. Yeah. Damn it. Like, <laughs> it really did. It really made me oh. more uncomfortable than I should feel watching a female character get described by guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it shouldn't like, be uncomfortable to watch. You started this sentence, and I started. I, you yep. started this whole thing, and I was like, when did they? When did they get to the gratuitous ass yep. shot? Just tell yep. me when they get to the gratuitous ass shot, because yeah. that's where this is going. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, oh. it's it's so, it just made me like, come on, guy, like you de- you need to act like you've been there. You you are on spe- you are on a stage where millions of people are watching you right now, and you're acting like a child. And then, you think that's bad? Uh oh. Then they keep going and they're talking about her abilities, and she she's able to make, uh, like I said, barriers, right? And she can build, um, you know, like, poles and, and they, whatever. She builds barriers and whatever. She and, fortnites. And she fortnites. Pretty much. Like, um, <laughs> like, she puts up poles and then they connect to each other with, like, this force field, right? And you can put out 12 of them. He's explaining this and he's and he's like back to talking about how everything is on her person. And he's like, yeah, so you'll be running and she'll be able to pull it out. And he again pauses and starts to laugh. My God. And I'm like, dude, and I'm in place. Time and place. Yes, exactly. And this was it was like a really long like pause of just everything stopped and even the host like the interviewer looked around and was like what the fuck is happening right now why is he laughing and he did that when he was laughing with the crotch shot too like it's well, this because yeah, the guy very... is clearly like because the, the host is a freaking professional yeah it's like very <laughs> clearly this awkward moment and the interviewer is just like i missed why is he laughing right now like no, and and the the artist, so he laughs at him be, at himself, saying, "Yeah, she'll be able to pull it out." Pauses, giggles to himself, kind of like you know how when you start laughing, you like slink down in your chair sometimes when you like know you shouldn't be laughing. He yeah. does that, and then he fixes his his language and continues on. But it's like, dude, like you just power through that stuff. If you say something and you know it sounds inappropriate. Let the internet take care of that. Because trust me, they will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, you, as a presenter, need to just keep going. Oh, <laughs> man. And it was, it was again, like, this is uncomfortable. This is really uncomfortable. And, like, it sucks, like, how much I love those characters. Because, like, I kind of don't want to support that kind of behavior from the artist of these characters who I've fallen in love with. But at, but at the same time, other people have worked on that game and deserve people to play it. Like people. And, and, and as like, you said, you're not giving them money for anything right now. Exactly. So you can, you can kind of <laughs> shut your brain off to that one 
dumbass dude. Yeah, it's like, you are an asshole. Like, you seem like an asshole because you cannot compose your dirty mind. Like, yes, everybody thought that, everybody who has a dirty mind thought it was funny when you said she, she could pull it out. Because we're all children when it comes to that kind of shit. But you we're know? not on a stage but selling a product. we're not on a stage. And like, selling even, your craft. Yes. Selling and, your... Yeah. And like, yes, even like crack shots can be funny, but it's, you're on stage, dude. You're, you, uh, yeah, it was so annoying and like really, really cringeworthy. Um, but I'm excited oh, for Watson still. <laughs> Let's make this segue. Let's see. Everything that's out. Did you see any of the, um, while you were watching that, did you see any of the live action of the actors they had out there dressed as the characters? Yes, I did. Did you see Octane? Um, and did you hear about Octane's actor? No, mm, I don't think so. I think I really only saw Lifeline, Wraith, uh, Mirage, um, Gibraltar, and Blood. That uh, is, by the way, the most diversity you're going to get on a, like, a screen at once oh, in this yeah. entire oh, yeah. E3. Oh, yeah. It was great. this shot of him. But, it was uh, so cool, but I don't think, I don't remember seeing the Octane guy so, or person. Cool. The cool thing about the Octane actor is that Octane is a character with prosthetic limbs, and they hired an actor who wore oh, prosthetic really? limbs, the, the exact prosthetics, yes, to dress him up as, as Octane. Oh, wow. So, like, not just, not just you know, a skin dude, and yeah. gender diversity up there, but you also have, you know, ability diversity up there on, on, cool. on stage as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. So, like, like, that's the thing. It's so weird when you have, like, in just one game, you have, like, like this you is the have problem. all again, this diversity. Again, here's and the you... Problem. you have all this diversity and you have all of these great people at the top and then you have one guy in, a, in an office somewhere who's kind of a dick and he's the guy that you put on stage. Like, yeah. no, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's the thing. Dirty minds, like, like I said, we all have dirty minds. We all can make those jokes. Like, it's part of the world. It's part of the world. Not when you're given a presentation. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. reel it back. So, um, yeah. So then we move on to the bastion of professionalism that is, I say that like I'm about to insult them, it actually is the bastion <laughs> of professionalism, is Microsoft. Microsoft had their conference, and yeah. like, you're talking about people that have been in the game for so long now, like, they have this thing on lock. How oh, they yeah. Do this. Um, Phil Spencer. Phil, Sp Phil Spencer's a name. I, 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 the guy that, like, runs Xbox, every time I hear his name every year, I think they've made it up. I forget that he's a real person. Because Phil Spencer is the name you give a character. Yeah. Phil Spencer is is the name that like Mac from so It's Always Sunny would give his character in the the TV show he's doing. <laughs> like, oh man. But <laughs> uh, Microsoft basically tried to tried to sell us on their new um, console that's coming, but the console they haven't named because they clearly weren't expecting to have to talk about this oh, until no. Sony went and announced the PS5 no. on them and then didn't show up to E3, which is like. How do you not, as Xbox, come out and talk about your next console if Sony's going to announce the PS5 and then dip? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it would uh, would not look good. So we, got, so we got our vague, our our vague talk about Project Scarlet. Yep. Also, initials PS. Yes. Dumbasses. But, but <laughs> so was Project Scorpion. Oh my God! I forgot that the Xbox One was Project yeah! Scorpion. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I thought of I... that today, or I thought of that the other day, and I'm like, they've always been doing P. Well, not always, but they've 
two years in a row, it's been a PS acronym. So they're also going to try and get into the whole streaming thing. Yeah. Uh, the way that Google is. I think PlayStation is going to do that too with the PS5. So that's like one of the new, that's just a new thing that's going to be something we all have to figure out. Um, the biggest problem with that, which I don't think I talked about with the Stadia thing, is that if you've got like bad internet, like most of this country, or if you've got data caps, yeah. you're pretty much screwed if you've got an internet reliant console like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we got like a vague talk about that. That was nothing. I mean, it, it means nothing until there's a name for it and it actually comes out. Yeah. Um, but like the, I don't know, the games that they announced, they did a good, they did the good Jedi Fallen Order um, trailer. Trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they opened up with Outer Worlds, which is the new one from the people that made. It's the team that made, like, South Park and the Stick of Truth okay. and Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. But there's, like, new people running that company now, so we'll see. But I, fi- my, I find it funny. It's the same thing I'm going to laugh about with Cyberpunk, which is that it's an entire game that's supposed to be about how corporations are bad, and it's opening up Microsoft's E3 press conference. Yep, yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> see how so... it goes, yeah. Uh, but then after that was... Bleeding Edge was announced, which is another new four-on-four, like, Apex slash Overwatch hybrid. Oh. That by way of, like, the the game design is, like, kind of looks like Borderlands as far as, like, the cel-shaded characters and stuff go. I don't know. So we actually see people play it. I haven't decided, but it's got, like, an old lady. That seemed kind of funny. It's got a, what are their, what are their characters? There's an old lady with a gun. That's kind of funny. I did not see this, I don't think. Um, and there's a new Minecraft game coming. This is all boring. Whatever, that's all boring. That Minecraft game would be more interesting if it were coming out five years ago. Yeah. Because the fact is, like, there's a long, t- a long time ago, they should have started doing new things with Minecraft instead of just making Minecraft forever. Yeah. And they kind of missed their chance. So now whenever anything Minecraft-related comes out, it's just I just roll my eyes. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, okay, we're done with you. <laughs> There's better versions of you now for the people who like Minecraft. <laughs> what just happened? Knocked something over. Did you uh, fall? Nope. I just knocked. I just knocked something over. Did it's you, fine. Did you knock over Mr. Mime? No, I did not. Not Mr. Mime's upstairs. Mr. Oh. Mime doesn't live where, down here where I could step on it. <laughs> I thought you just uh, traveled everywhere with it. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's Anyways. my partner, Pokemon. Um, <laughs> She's partner Pokemon. Then, then we get, then we get to Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, we do. A game that should make me more excited, and I so... got excited at the end of this trailer. But here's the problem: up until the end of that trailer, I could give two shits about Cyberpunk 2077 via this freaking bland ass. <laughs> you wanna trailer? You wanna know? Okay, so I remember when Cyberpunk 2077 was announced last year. And I'm like, I mean, it was announced like eight years ago, and then they finally had a trailer. Yeah, and they had like a trailer yeah. for it. So you like, you finally get to see it, right? So uh-huh. I remember watching it and being like, okay, cool. What, like, what is? I don't care. The is, like, I the... care because it seems interesting, but I don't have enough. So you're not gonna get me on yeah. board yet. And the, and the biggest then, problem is that they had that kind of interesting trailer, and then yeah. there was like a game demo that people got to go watch, and the game demo was, was kind nothing. Of, was not. It was, was just, not just. 
it, it was by by the sounds of it, it was really interesting to look at. But the problem was that the, like the frame rate was the frame rate was really crappy, and mm-hmm. it was very clearly unpolished. Yeah. So like there wasn't well, much to talk about because it was like 13 minutes of nothing yeah. that they had a lot. And I just like the biggest thing from for that I remember being like, what the hell? Like this isn't this is not giving me enough to know what your game is about. It was just upgrade shit. Like it was like you got you picked something up. And then you had to go to the upgrade shop. You sat down on like a gurney and talked while the person upgraded your body. It's like this is not fun. This yeah, does not here's look the thing. fun at all. It's here's <laughs> the problem. So cyberpunk, in general, like there are a lot of different cyberpunk games because they're tabletop games. Yeah. So they're like RPGs, and they're like supposed to be these big, expansive things where you get to go around and do multiple things, not just get in fights, but also have conversations that affect other things and do mid- side missions and all of that. Yeah. The problem is that every time they show off this game, they chose like their most generic, scruffy white guy actor to go out there and do the most generic thing he can do, which is try and sell a drug, and the drug deal goes bad. Yep. And so like, so like the whole thing is like. And then on top of this, it's uh, CD Projekt Red. It's the people that made The Witcher and the people yep. that also run um, Good Old Games, which yep. is like a, a, a you know game selling site in in Game Launcher and stuff like that. That's their whole thing. Is like unlike Steam, you actually own your games when you buy from us. Also, their social media account is run by kind of a shitheady dude that was makes transphobic jokes sometimes, oh, and like they made. Jeez. Gamergate jokes at times and stuff like that. And supposedly that guy's been fired, but they don't, you know, that's all they've ever said about it. It doesn't change the fact that that's like their culture. Yeah. Oh, and like I didn't they even have, know that. And they have like, cr- and they have like serious allegations about like crunch and labor abuse oh, <laughs> and God. stuff like that that they've never really addressed. And so in all of this, it's like, but we're trying to, but we made The Witcher, and The Witcher 3 is like one of the most popular games of all time, and now this cyberpunk game is going to be your, the next big thing, it's going to be bigger than The Witcher, and like nothing that they have shown has like proved that out yet. Yeah. Well, so I, um, I never played The Witcher, so I don't know much about that, but the, the thing that really got me more excited like i still don't know if i'm even gonna if i if i will actually play cyberpunk or if i'll just watch people play cyberpunk right but it's it it, i'm gonna bring up alita battle angel again Mm -hmm. because did you ever see that i have not seen it yet but i know that i mean it's all from the same vein it's It's all from cyberpunk yes it's it's that cool futuristic like there are people, but there are also cyborgs, but there are also just robots. Like, and then, and like we all live together in this. And then weird on top of that, world. there's like, and that's the just the like aesthetic level of it. Yes. But then there's also, I mean, there's a reason that punk is at the end of that. Is that yeah. supposed to be a whole thing about like anarchy and government control oh, yeah. and corporate yeah. control and mm-hmm. who you are as a human being versus like, are you still a human being? If yeah. you replace a bunch of things in your body, yeah. does that just make you more who you really are? All those other like deeper questions that the game doesn't seem to so far has not seemed to want to tackle. To. Yeah. It's <laughs> so... just like, it's, it's, it's all of this like techie, like cool shit that I love about um, mechanics and let and robotics and whatnot. And it is very punk rock and like, okay, I'm down. And seeing Alita like made me even more excited for this kind of world. I didn't even think of Cyberpunk 2077, but then watching the trailer this like a couple days ago, I was like, okay, this is like, I feel like 
Alita. I feel like Alita could show up any minute and kick these people's ass. Like, because he has, you know, mechanical features in his face. And he's got freaking, like, Baraka blades coming out of his right, and like <laughs> out of his arms in, and, and like ports in your body and, to download yeah, things and, peep, and, yeah. and that and that there's that um person who can like hack with their eyes and it's like that's so freaking cool but i don't know what your game is still. right like my theory right now <laughs> assuming that they're not totally wanging it yeah my theory is that everything that we have seen is just like early on set dressing stuff yeah. to get you into the game and yeah. that like the rest of that game starts to then turn it around and like yeah. start going into why some of the shit is bad yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I just and a, Keanu Reeves did actually yes. so make then, it so that's make just it, it very so then, exciting. <laughs> so then we're watching this trailer. Characters gets in a shootout, jumps out of a building, like in like a dump somewhere. This guy walks. I shouldn't even say walks up because it's like a hologram. This guy. You have can't you just shoulders down and it's just like it's just like mocking you for wearing a jacket that says samurai and then he been bent over and it's goddamn freaking Keanu Reeves. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then the wall lifts up and Keanu is there. Keanu is just there. Like, dude, I'm I'm just here to sell you on this game. Yep. Clearly reading from a cue card, but doing it in like the, his way. His coolest, yes, the Keanuist way possible. Keanuist way. Yeah. Comes out, I... comes out, and everybody's cheering, and he's like, "I'm supposed to say things. Hold on, I have words I'm supposed yeah. to say." I gotta, to you. I gotta talk about this, guys. I gotta talk. I gotta give you the information. I got like five minutes on this stage. You uh, can't just keep yeah. cheering for me because I'm awesome. I just, yeah, it really did. Like, it it brought it to another level. But then I keep thinking about it, and I'm like. Still don't know what your game is, though. Right. I can so, like the world you've built, but if your gameplay isn't there, we're we're done here. <laughs> right. And, even, and like and like the only line like in game that we get from him is he tells your character to get up and he says we're gonna burn this city down, and yeah. like hearing about who his character is actually supposed to be. So he's playing like an established character in this universe. This is not just a cameo. He's gonna be in, in a significant portion oh, yeah. of this game as a Which guy named um as a guy named Johnny Silverhand because oh, he's got a metal got hand. A silver hand he is a rock star oh my who God. is also like secretly does this like black market smuggling stuff that oh. you can choose to work for oh my and God. like so theoretically if you're going to base it off of you know like the tabletop game and the character that he's playing like they're like they're gonna do that like we're gonna take them down from the inside let's do some let's yeah. do some smuggling anarchist bullshit oh which could be fun so you never know i just wish we don't know enough about it's it's this i mean it's the same thing with jedi fallen order yeah. no one wants to give away the whole story yeah. and so like it's just hard to tell what is set dressing and what is going to be the game exactly so yeah i don't know i do know I in this know. i do know in cyberpunk they have confirmed you get to actually make your character look like what they're going to look like. So this guy that just keeps showing up in all the stupid trailers is just the generic, See, you know, that makes me excited. the generic dude, the generic dude that they chose to put in there. I just wish they would stop using scruffy white dude as their generic option. Yeah, I trade. agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, cause, cause it, it honestly, sh it doesn't show me enough that you customize, you get to customize your character. And honestly, I, I've said this before. In this day and age, like, 
no game unless it's like a character game like Spider-Man or like the like unless it is a character driven game or like a character focused a, a like story focused like a like a an established character game no game should not right. allow you to customize your character right and i mean and i am very like and i know that's a heavy statement but a lot of games today are really just story based right i think part of it is the problem is <laughs> and world based it's it's kind of largely moved on from the idea of like I'm trying to think of the last time like an established character was important. And that's like what I come up with is things like Nathan Drake and Lara Croft, who are essentially yeah. the same character. Yeah. But like there's a reason I mean, that you play those characters because the story then wraps around to talk about like their histories and stuff. Yeah. And then I think about something like, well, like Fallen Aloy, Order. Or like yeah. Or like Aloy, yes. Yeah. But I, and I but again, it's because her the character of who she is ends up being important. Exactly. The story. That's what, so that's what and I like, mean. And like, you can't if, really, and like, if you were to customize her, even if all they did was give you the option to customize her face, that means they then have to program in the later stuff exactly. where they have yeah. to reprogram other things. So, um, but it's, it's those, those games are so character driven. Whereas like a game like Fallout, where you can customize your character or a game like Skyrim is much more, we're building a world for you. Explore and like the whole, it however you want to do it. Right. Like, the whole point is for you to bring a character and, yeah. and to react to the world, not for like your Destiny. character to react. Yeah. Exactly. And not for your cat, not for the story yeah. to react to. Yeah. So games like cyber, like, like cyberpunk, it doesn't so far what they've given us does not seem like it is a character-based story. It seems like it is a world-based story. It is. Yeah. So give me customization. And that's why I thought Jedi, uh, the Star Wars was going to be customization because it's like, we already have all the characters we need in Star Wars. I just want to explore the Star Wars, Star Wars world as just a person. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, it's true. Yes, I want that. Um, <laughs> just bring more, do more Knights of the Old Republic games, really. But I'm okay with Fallen Order on that. Only, mm. I mean, so far, who yeah. knows? Maybe it'll be badly written yeah. and this will change. But like to have something that's like fully voice acted like that, because the other thing that happens when you do that, Fallout 4 tried to do this, but Fallout 4 had its own problems. Um, when you get into character customization, you almost immediately have to start think about the idea that your character has no voice yeah just in general so like to do something like a star wars game where your main character doesn't speak unless you're playing as darth maul doesn't okay doesn't fair necessarily enough. work fair enough but that doesn't mean that i mean ea's got the money to do that to give yeah. you like three voice like they did it with commander shepherd and bioware yeah. like it's not like it hasn't been done before well, from I mean, a company owned by ea so like well, I mean, you have of, options i mean it's not ea but think of i mean destiny has voice your character speaks um dragon age inquisition right yeah dragon age inquisition you can choose how your character sounds like i don't think your character talks in destiny i think they react does. a lot to the no, stuff no, that no, ghost they says they do when they, they talk in cutscenes. I remember a lot of scenes where your character stares off in the distance while people talk around Destiny them. Destiny 2, I don't think they talk that much. They might have some lines Oh, of you're talking about Destiny, Destiny 1? 2, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm specifically sorry. talking I, about Destiny 1. I sorry, I should have no, said no. that. I should have specified. Okay. I, like, I was like, I was like, I like very distinctly remember laughing at the fact that like 
ghost looked like references you and you just stare at it sometimes no 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 which is great but i think there's sometimes in destiny 2 where you can there's a line of dialogue but it's it's not like when i say you choose your voice it's basically like female male and your class like it's it's a that kind of how you choose it like an awoken male is gonna sound different than a titan male and same thing for that but the reason why this stuck sticks in my head is because there is a scene in the first Destiny where your ghost, you and your ghost have like this adorable scene together where someone calls your ghost little light and your ghost gets really offended by it. And then the person leaves and your character is like, come on, we got to go. We have to go do this little light and it's it's so adorable in the awoken female voice because it really sounds like playful like you're my best friend <laughs> ghost i'm a i'm a be a troll right now and call you little light because i know it's gonna get under your skin and then the ghost like as well as a ghost could like furrows its brow and is like don't do that and then it Scene I thought ends. that line was really funny when it was Peter Dinklage. And it, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, like, that's the kind of, like, and then I tried to, because I didn't know about, I wasn't quick enough to take the video, and then I tried to find it on YouTube, and all of the other voices do not make it sound playful and, like, best, and, like, friends. It's, like... Like, I heard an awoken male say it, or, like, an, an awoken an, uh, a human male say it, and it's just like, let's get going, little light. And it's like, that's nothing. That's just someone reading a card. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it made me re- I don't know how I got on this fucking topic. Because <laughs> character voices. I mean, yes. no, you're, you're still on topic. Don't worry. Yeah. You have not actually gone that far okay, off good. of what we're talking about. But it's like, yeah, that... Is cool right, and that's it. That is it. And that is in itself. When you have voices attached to your character. Yeah, and that's an RPG challenge that people just in general have always been trying to figure out yeah. because it's like you want the player. If you're going to give the player that much customization to like bring the character into the world, you don't want to then undercut that by giving them like dialogue, like yeah. limiting your dialogue options mm-hmm. or something in a way that you can't. That it doesn't sound like. The worst thing you can do is, like, here's three options for your character to speak, and you look at them and go, well, I wouldn't say any of this shit. Yeah. And so, like, that's that's the that's starts to limit that sort of thing. So, but then you I know. Think, and then I think of, like, Sonic Forces, <laughs> where you can't, you choose how your, how the grunts that your character makes. Like, it could be a low grunt, a medium grunt, or, like, a high-pitched grunt. Oh, my favorite thing in, in um, fighting games, too. Yeah. Like, when you create a, ca- a character in yeah. Soul Calibur, and it's like, I'm going to make this, yeah. I'm going to make this tiny woman go, rah, Yeah. Rah. Like, it's just, it's doable, guys. Yeah. Someone will, someone will figure out. I, I mean, it's also because no one wants to pay voice actors. Unless they're gonna, mm-hmm. unless they're unless they're one of the same five voice That's actors we're true. gonna talk about later. That's very uh, true. But anyway, so after Cyberpunk, after Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, uh, leaves the stage and leaves all of our lives just that much darker by no longer being there on stage. <laughs> he, he was so good. He was so good for a guy who clearly had was this like I'm just cashing this paycheck. 
he came out like he, he knew that fun. everything he was like right he knew that he like like there's a world i mean this happens all the time there's a world where he comes out there and reads the lines and walks off stage and nothing but the fact that like he comes out he tells everybody i gotta say something i gotta say something yeah and then he the first and then after the crowd the crowd quiets he looks at them all and goes e3 <laughs> cyberpunk <laughs> World environment. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. It's incredible. You're amazing. You're amazing. Breathtaking. You're Sorry. Breathtaking. breathtaking. God. You're breathtaking. Oh man. So, Gosh. so he leaves, and then we start. We go. We run through a whole bunch of things that, like, I no longer. I stopped caring about after that. Like, really, we hit like a string in here where I just like I kind of started to phase out. The new Battletoads looks terrible. Yeah, I, don't I don't like that animation style. Like, I want to like that animation style, but even I, I just can't yeah. with that. Um, that Spirit Fear game looks pretty cool. A little adorable thing with the girl on the boat. Like, girl on a boat, and then she's, like, building her town. Um, You're, like, building, like, a town on top of this, like, houseboat, so it's, like, expanding, and it's, like, a whole thing about, like, the like making relationships with the people that are moving on to this thing, and sometimes what? you even have to say goodbye to those people. Oh. It's very emotional and adorable. I don't think I saw that. Um, there was something called The Legend of Right, which didn't look cool. I don't know. There's something called The Legend of Right where the animation to it was like all of this yeah. shit poured out on a desk. Yeah. And then like going flipping through a notebook for these scenes. And it looked like there was just too much going on on the screen for my brain to process what was happening. I gotcha. So I don't quite know how I feel about that. Um... Then they got into their weird new Game Pass thing mm -hmm. for PC. Oh, yeah. So, it's... like, 10 bucks. So, basically, <laughs> I mean, what's essentially Google Stadia, but probably better because it's got games you actually want to play. Yeah. Um, but there's now just, like, the Game Pass that exists on console. There's now a PC version and that you can get a discount on that <laughs> if you want to do for both. All that sounds cool. I don't think it's officially launched yet, but I'm going to try and download it and see what, what's in it. My favorite thing about that reveal, though, was they were like, we're bringing you great PC titles in the Game Pass program, like Imperator Rome and Football Manager 2019. <laughs> yeah, nothing like, like football yeah, management. Nothing like, I mean, you say that, but that's a yearly franchise oh, game that yeah, comes out. I know, but I just love, I love PC gamers. Uh, They're the dorkiest of dorks. That like, Oh, yeah, because you know someone looked at that and went, <laughs> football manager 2019 i can buy it for ten dollars instead of buying it for 30 Woo <laughs> <laughs> um because then the next one they announced is super fancy flight simulator oh yes i yep okay i did and see I that like, and i'm like why i love why? that because they advertise it about like the special satellite imagery and azure ai that, by the way, is the thing that Microsoft is paying Sony for to make their streaming better. Oh, my God. Because Microsoft decided that rather than try and figure it out themselves, Sony kind of had a handle on it. So they started paying to license out Sony's <laughs> streaming proprietary stuff Jesus. to do their own thing. Which means Sony is paying for Xbox right now. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was such a fancy trailer. It's like a whole dramatic thing about, like, oh, look at all of these places. Look at all the planes you can ride. I don't think it's been a flight simulator game in 10 years. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Um, then they talked about buying Double Fine and Psychonauts 2 coming. Yeah, I which, mean, whatever. I, 
so I like. Have you ever played Psychonauts? No. No, I have not. <laughs> Did I lose you for a second? I don't that know. Question just confused you so no, much. No, I that... just said no. Oh, oh it's like it, it got quiet. Oh. It was my. It could have just been me. No, I've never um, played Psychonauts. Psychonauts is actually pretty fun. I played it back on Xbox, but I mean, it's, I mean, original Xbox. And this is one of those games that for years was like, we're going to make a sequel to Psychonauts 2, and it just never happened. I, we're going to make a sequel to Psychonauts 2? Sorry, we're going to, yeah, sorry. I meant we're going to make a sequel to Psychonauts. <laughs> we're going to make a, a Psychonauts 2. Shush you. Shush oh. you. <laughs> oh, I know. Sorry, I need to call you on your bullshit sometimes. It's worth it. <laughs> Did you I, say I, it's I, worth talk, it? Talk enough, it becomes word salad. So. What? What? Anyway. <laughs> Psychonauts 2 is going to be about dentist stuff, so I'm not playing it. Only in like one level. I don't. Because the whole I idea of that dentist. game is you go, you go into people's heads and you go through platforming levels based on their fears. Yeah. And so. Dentist. I would. No. I don't want to face that. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's like nothing else from Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft, because then they got into their gears. They got into their gears of war thing for Which, a thousand ooh, hours, and I don't really give a shit about that. Nope. They'll never, never make me care about gears of war. Nope. I got. I haven't. Been, I've been off the gears of war train since literally gears of war ends on a train in the most anticlimactic boss battle ever. <laughs> I thought I was at the. I thought I was at the halfway point of gears of war, and it turned out I was on the last level. Jeez. And no, I no. was like, no, 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 no. And I'm just, just like, I can't, I'm never playing another Gears of War game after that. If this is how everyone's going to be. <sighs> yeah, no. I, I don't ever, I will never care. I don't think I will ever care about Gears of War. What it's still going to be a launch title for Project Scarlet Watch. Oh, of course it Gears is. Of War it's going to be a bundle. It's going to be a bundle. <laughs> like, no doubt in my mind. Get a Project Scarlet shaped like one of their chainsaw shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be ridiculous. Play our Funko Pop mobile game no. based on Gears of War. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Cause why? It's stupid. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, speaking of uh, franchises I don't care about, they ended on Halo Infinite, which yep. is the, like, as shit. I was joking about Gears, Halo Infinite will be their Project Scarlet launch title, which I find hilarious. Which also is very true. Like, I think those aren't jokes. <laughs> Those are like truth. Three... What? We're like three Halo games into people who stopped caring about Halo a long time ago, right? No, like, people love Halo. Are you kidding there was me? Halo 3. I thought like after Halo 3, there was like yeah. one good one after that. And I thought like Halo 4 was okay. Halo 5 was hated. If I'm basing it off of the people who used to come into GameStop and would like shit their pants over Halo and Gears and, and, and all of those games... This no, is why I'll never, people this freaking is, love Halo still. This is why I'll never understand, um, like, Call of Duty fans either. Yeah. People who buy Call of Duty every year confuse me <laughs> to each their own, but I just don't understand it. Um, no, because there's one of them. I can't remember if it's 5 or... Was there been a Halo 6 yet, or is Halo Infinite Halo 6? I don't remember. I have no idea. But there was one of the Halo games that came out where it's supposed to be, like... I think it was... Maybe it was 4, but it's supposed to be, like, the start of the new franchise. And so Halo 4 opens, and, like... So it's be all of these new enemies, and immediately they start referring to all of the enemies as if they had been fighting them for decades. And they like they know stuff about the enemies they should not know if these are like a brand new species of things. <laughs> then I think it's like Halo 5 comes out, and half of the story of Halo 5 is based on like 
novels and comics and bullshit that came out between that like if you never bothered reading that stuff you would never know going from halo 4 to halo oh 5 God. but half the stuff is going on yeah, no. i have see none of that i have no concept i, I of tapped out in halo i tapped out in halo <clears throat> 2 when i just couldn't tell what was going on anymore <laughs> I, I kind of hoped you were you were going to say, I tapped out of Halo 2 when I end the game, tapped out on a bar somewhere. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. No, I'm Halo like, 2, like, wow. Halo 2, half the story is being told from the alien perspective. And yeah. I can't remember if it's that there are no subtitles in that game or the subtitles didn't help. But there was a problem where, like, every time they did a scene with the with the aliens, I didn't know what the fuck was going on with their side of the story. <laughs> and so I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. There's not much from Microsoft that I care about. Um, oh, that's the other thing that got announced. So, well, uh, two things. Um, we did get the Borderlands 3 like new trailer that gave oh, you like more character names and stuff that's pretty cool they put chris harwood back in the game so fuck you i guess wait really? um yes because he was in tales of the borderlands as a side character Ugh. and they put that character into into three because they're bringing back the two it's so weird because here's what happened there's a character i forget his name already um but one of the characters that one of the playable characters is like an older gentleman with like mustache and a monocle I believe Devin's already called dibs on him um, oh, yeah, okay, I know who that is. Yeah. I, I know when, of that character. So when people saw that character, they thought that that was supposed to be an older version of the character from, of one of the characters from Tales of the Borderlands. Everyone looked at that and went, holy crap, Reese got all old and, like, gentlemanly and fucked up. What happened? And then it turns out, no, this is a completely separate character. But Reese and the woman from Tales of the Borderlands, who are, like, the main characters that tell the story, are in the game as like quest givers because that's what borderlands does everybody that's in a previous game comes back to give you quests later um all four of the characters from borderlands one show up in borderlands two to tell you what to do it's great yeah. um so they're back and then I'm like oh of course if we're going to bring them back we got to bring back all the side characters from tales of the borderlands and that includes vince Ugh. voiced by chris hardwick Ugh. it's like god damn it yes. so i don't know how often he is in the game i don't know how long he's in the game i don't know what his role is but yeah <laughs> Ignoring that, though, mm. at least the characters look cool to play. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I haven't watched anything of it. Look real cool. It's a big old Beastmaster dude. It's just a big old guy <laughs> with like a like a space tiger following around or something. Oh my god, <laughs> that looks cool. Um, the siren also looks awesome. Okay, sweet. I love the fact that they also what they also announced is there's a um, new DLC for Borderlands 2, that is the story bridge to Borderlands 3, and it is free until oh, July yeah. 8th. So if you have Borderlands 2 in any fashion, people who are listening, go get that before July 8th because it's free. After that, it's like 15 bucks. Yeah. So, um, but I always forget, because the, the, the story trailer opens with this, that the whole thing with the sirens is there's only supposed to be six of them in like the whole universe, and you're now playing the third one because there's one in every game. So. Oh. I don't know if there's one in the pre-sequel, but there's at least one in the other two in the two main Borderlands games, which means you're playing now half of the sirens in the universe. That's crazy. Uh, so that's that that's interesting and cool and god damn it, I just wish there was a way to erase Chris Hardwick from that. He can go work in an office somewhere <laughs> in a corner. <laughs> this is the thing. People always talk about like canceling people, like, oh, so they should never make money again. It's like, no, he just doesn't need to be a public figure anymore. Yeah, never no. said that. No. Like, 
Chris Hardwick can just not be on TV and in things anymore. Yeah. And I would be happier. Yep. Um, Agreed. (laughs) And the other thing that they announced is the new From Software game, which is amazing that they're moving this quickly. Usually From does not work this quickly, but I think they were developing the two at the same time. Uh, It's a game called Elden Ring, which is also being made with George R.R. Martin, who is still not writing books anymore, apparently. (laughs) This is what he does instead. Is that the wait? Is that the game? That's the guy that wrote up Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good so, for me. No one shit. <laughs> so even so, he's like consulted with um, the uh, uh, lead creative director at From. Uh, I think uh, I forget his name. I want to say Miyazaki, but I know that that's the Studio Ghibli guy, and I don't know if they just have the <laughs> same name. But they um, but the guy that is basically a creative director on all of the From Software games and George mm-hmm. R. R. Martin have worked together on this. And the best th- story about this is that it was leaked two days early because someone dropped their phone. <gasps> someone who worked for who worked for From like dropped a phone out of their pocket, and the person who picked it up, like an asshole, apparently went through it. It was like, oh hey, what's this weird trailer on this phone? Oh my god, it's oh the my... new From Software game, and god. they took a video of that with their phone and put it on the internet. Holy shit, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. So. So everybody knew that this trailer was coming. Why wouldn't you just text it to yourself? Why would you take a video of the phone? Dale, I don't know. Okay? I don't know is the answer. But... <laughs> I don't know is the answer I'm going to get. And then you delete the text. I really have no idea. <laughs> I don't I don't have an answer for you. I know. I'm sorry. I just that that why would you do that and not just hand the guy his phone back and just wait two days? Well, I don't if you're going to be a dick, you should do it correctly. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, someone also pointed out um, the last thing about Microsoft and the Halo Infinite trailer. The Halo Infinite trailer is like a dude trapped in space and he like finds Master Chief floating in space oh and like wakes him up. And then Master Chief like does that cool badass, I'm going to jump out of the back of the ship and land on the planet thing that he's done in every game since 3. <laughs> Halo 2 literally ends with him jumping out of the back of a ship and, like, launching himself toward toward Earth. And so the Halo 3 opens up with that. And, like, every Halo game since, oh my they God. have made that, like, the shot. Yeah. But someone was like, so Master Chief got, got his life saved by this dude, and he just abandons him in space to go jump out the back of his fucking ship? What happened? <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. That's what that's you what do when that, you're a space marine. When, when you're you got Master one job. Chief, when you're Master Chief, that's what you do. You got one job. John. What? Not a joke. That's his name. Really? Because that's, again, another big reveal, which was either Halo 3 or 4, when Cortana finally says his name, and oh it's fucking John. God. Yeah. Whenever, whatever game decided they needed to make sure that it's not subtext anymore, Cortana and Master Chief are definitely mind-fucking. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That computer later definitely loves Master Chief. Oh, yeah. Um, and chose that form for him or something. That might be. I might be making that one up. I honestly don't know anymore. <laughs> so that's Microsoft. They open up. How many? Big, how many? I'm just curious because we are at like the an hour, hour and, a half. and a half mark. Yeah, I mean we got Bethesda for the last half, but then it's UB, Square Enix, Nintendo, mm. and that's really it. There's some other stuff out. I mean, there's really not much after that. So I don't know how much yeah. you have to say about like. Ubisoft and Square Enix. I have nothing to say about Bethesda Ubisoft, except for I was starting to watch Ubisoft, and um, 
the Watchdogs trailer looks kind of cool. Okay, we but can get to that too. So that's here's the like thing. all like I have nothing to I have no no leverage when it comes to leverage. Yeah, I have no leverage when it comes to Bethesda Ubi. You have no, or you have no skin in this game. I have no stance when it comes to Bethesda Ubi okay. and um, Square Enix. I mean, you might bring something up that I, but I have I didn't watch any of them. Okay, Nintendo's well then we'll talk about. There's, shine. Well, there's definitely one in Bethesda that I'm going to tell you about, and you should go find. Um, oh, there but, was one in Ubi too that I wanted to talk about, but we we can get there. Um, so, as I look up this person's name, I'll jump into Bethesda. Bethesda did what they always do. Um, Bethesda did their whole thing. They Bethesda did up real. Bethesda did up. They just just real Bethesda all over this thing. So they didn't do the weird. They didn't do their cartoon opening that they usually do. Okay. They didn't do their cutesy cartoon opening, but they did open up basically apologizing for Fallout seventy six. Yeah, they found I heard that. Hilarious. I heard about that, and then being like, "We're gonna make it better. We promise." There's NPCs Hi. now. Yeah. Like we listened. <clears throat> we're we're gonna also do a battle royale for some reason. Oh my like... god, a battle royale. Fallout 76 and Fallout games in general are known for a couple of things, one of which is that they're super fucking glitchy, two yep. of which is that the shooting kind of sucks. Yep. Guess what things you need for a battle royale yep. mode? Bethesda. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You need no glitches, that, and you need good shooting. <laughs> there's a reason why I don't follow Bethesda much. Oh, and <laughs> so yet, I'm like, I just I love the fact, I also just love the fact that they're trying, because they're trying so desperate to make this game work so pete hines comes out and gives the so they first they do their their developer video though their big one that's like the, the here's all the people that work for bethesda that are super sweet and talk about how much they love the games and the gamers and of course a couple of them are like and we love your feedback even if it's not always positive it's <laughs> the first indication of how the rest of this thing is going to go pete hines comes out and almost says verbatim the same thing talks about how you know at Bethesda, we love trying new things and pushing ourselves to try new games. And sometimes that doesn't always work out. And we love that you're comfortable enough to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately brings out Todd Howard. Todd Howard is usually the guy that closes. Todd Howard is the guy that comes out at the end of last year yep. to tell you to give you two title screens for Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six because they're coming someday whenever the next generation of consoles comes out. <laughs> Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 will be there. That's the guy that closes. He comes out first to come out again and apologize for Fallout 76 and then shuffles that off to the side so they can talk about their freaking mobile game for a while and talks about <laughs> Blades for 10 minutes. Blades is coming to Switch. Blades is doing great. So, you know, it's another, you know, just like Fallout Shelter, it's another huge, like, immediately goes into something as successful as they could possibly be just so they could forget about it. And then it, and then they get into Fallout 76 stuff of, like, and now we're going to have an update. NPCs and quest lines, everybody. And definitely tried to pretend like this was their plan all along. It was yeah. not. No. <laughs> they spent so much time selling Fallout 76 on... You're the first people out of the vault. There are no other vault dwellers and no other people here. It's you and whatever was left over outside of the vault. Got to do that. And then a year later, it's, oh, people have showed up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Quest lines. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's going to be so, it's such a, it's such a shit show. And yet I'm going to download it and see how that works. <laughs> I'll try it. I own the game. I might yeah, as well try it. It's a free update. Why wouldn't I? Oh, my gosh. Um, but then they get into what might be the best thing that happened at any 
press conference. Besides the dog. The Aww. dog, there's, someone pointed out that there is a, there's like a holy chitty to this E3. It's Keanu Reeves, it's the dog, and then it's this woman that comes out to talk about a game called Ghostwire Tokyo. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo, yes. 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 So, Ghostwire Tokyo made by Tango Games, who made the Evil Within games and a uh, bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, guy that made the Evil Within games... It was the guy that was like the creative director on, like the, or like the lead director on Resident Evil Four. He went and kind of disappeared for a while, and then comes back with Evil Within. That kind of flops, but then he makes Evil Within Two, which is amazing. And apparently, the whole time he's been doing all of this, he has had this assistant with him, this uh, Ikumi Nakamura. I got her name because I needed to make sure it was right. This quiet woman comes out on stage, guys, you know, talking about this new game they've been working on and how he loved working on Evil Within 2. This quiet girl comes out and he says, she was the main director on this game. I'm going to let her tell you about it. Yeah. And the best monologue of the second fucking conference comes out of her mouth as she starts talking about how they like making spooky games. <laughs> and like she's like, she's making all these weird gestures because she's like oh clearly God. nervous. Yeah. And she's like, it, it's the, it's the best it is the best because i've never seen someone so excited to talk about a game on stage before yeah. she's the only person that brought like any energy of the idea that she actually liked the game she was working on Aww. and like they talk about her background at some point um there's like an interview with her and like talked about how she spent like her whole childhood just basically watching hellraiser over and over oh my god and like she loved working on like evil within and evil within 2 and she did like concept art for those and so she's been working in like horror for years and so she's making this weird game where people are like getting raptured in tokyo or something where yeah. they're like disappearing and you got to figure out what's going on yeah. and they show this trailer like this weird body horror shit going on and then this comes back to this smiling woman who's just so happy to tell you about her spooky spooky game yep <laughs> i remember yeah and i so now i need to watch that because i remember seeing some like there yeah because i texted you guys and i was like i really wish the stream we're watching wasn't talking over that goes trailer what goes tokyo trailer because that looks legitimately interesting and like i'm weirdly excited for it he's like we've always done one type of game spooky oh my <laughs> God. that's fantastic it like a whole yeah, I, need to watch this. I need to watch this oh man fantastic. and then they got into their doom eternal stuff and doom eternal to be cool Sure. I mean, actually, yeah. they did all of their online stuff, yeah, which I yeah. don't give a shit about. Rage 2 is getting an update. I might buy that game eventually. That update will be cool, maybe. <laughs> um, new Wolfenstein is coming, Yep. which looks cool. I mean, it's mainly co-op, so that could be interesting because you play as, like, the twin daughters of BJ Blazkowicz. Oh. Um, it's, it's in the 80s. BJ Blazkowicz has gone missing, and his two, um, his two twin daughters are, like, going to find him in, like, France. And so it's, yeah, and the whole thing is supposed to be, like, co-op. So, oh, that could be interesting if it's... Done well. If they worked out their difficulty problems from New Colossus, because that game just, for some reason, some of the shootouts in that game are impossible. I don't know why, because New Order is so good, and it's the same people that made it. I don't know <laughs> what they did in New Colossus that they wanged it so hard on that. Um, but then they premiered what might have been my favorite trailer, of all of E3. And that is the one for Deathloop. Did you watch the Deathloop trailer? No, I don't think so. So it's made by the team. I, 
it's the the company that made like Dishonored and Prey. Okay. Um, so this is Arcane Lyon, the one in France. I don't know if it's the same. I don't know which other the other games they worked on because it's they've got like two different studios. Yeah. But um, Death Loop is the story of two assassins who are caught in a Death like Loop? live die live die repeat situation Ooh, okay. where every time they kill each other they end up they keep killing each other and then having to redo it all over again. And so the game is. Basically, I mean, they, they give you no, this was all like a CGI trailer. There's no, like, they didn't tell you the exact story to it, but it kind of looks like you're just going to pick one or the other and just hunt each other down back and forth until, like, as okay, the story goes. Cool. And, and you're just. Live, live, I repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, please. Please, please. Whatever. Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> live, I no. repeat's a better name. No, it's not. It definitely is. It's just isn't. a line. Edge of Tomorrow is so good. I love uh. that movie. Anyway. Anyways, that anyway. sounds really yeah. interesting. That and the other awesome. interesting thing, here's the other great thing about this. First off, it's a, it's two black protagonists, which okay. did not come up for the rest of the freaking conference. Uh, it's two black protagonists, and the whole, the whole trailer, they're doing this like stylized like '70s um, like exploitation film like stuff going on, like freeze frames and then the color oh burst gosh. and all that stuff. It's so good. But it's great because you get these two characters and like one of them one of them is like oh this 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 loop is hell and the only way to get out of hell is to break the loop and, and get out of here. And the other one is like no you have to protect the loop. The loop is good. And so they're like hunting each other from both sides and they're just like getting closer and closer to each other every time and oh my god. That's so cool. It looks so interesting. So Death loop, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully that game comes out soon. Usually the stuff that they announce comes out within like within a year. Yeah. So that should be good. Um Dad Devolver did their weird shit, but it was weird. That's all it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then Ubisoft. The only thing in in Ubisoft speaking, that made Speaking of old ladies with guns. Huh? Ubisoft and Watchdogs. Oh, Watchdogs. Yeah. Did you watch the, like, there was like two trailers for that game that like sandwiched over their people talking about it. I Did you watch all of it or so any of it? I don't know because like I said, I just watched the, uh, like a little highlights thing that like okay. GameSpot made or whatever. Um, so all I saw what, 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 all, what, all, I, all I saw was the guy being like in Watch Dogs Legion plays anybody. And then it was Ian something who got killed in action. An old lady who sent out like a spider drone, and then yep. that spider drone like tased a dude's face, and then shot someone. I'm like, this is crazy. I love <laughs> and it. And then she's like wearing the mask and like shuffling out of there, shooting yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. And then there was like the <laughs> third woman who had like a biker helmet on and was like, um, doing stealth stuff, and then she gets into a fight, like a um, a shooting match. Like, all-out gunfire shooting match. So I saw that, and I'm like, I've never cared about Watch Dogs, but this looks freaking awesome. Yeah. So they continue to just kind of do, like, major changes to the franchise as they go, which is actually kind of cool. Like, now, yeah. that it, now that I've seen how it works, this I like how this works. But, like, the Watch Dogs franchise is just all about how, like, the more and more surveillance shit you put up and, like, police state stuff you, sh you have, the more options you give, like, hacker resistance groups to oh, turn yeah. around and use that shit against you. Oh, yeah. And so, like, first game, kind of dark and bleak and boring. Meh, doesn't really work. Watch Dogs 2, 
takes place in San Francisco. It is this like bright, vibrant, stupid, silly game. Mm-hmm. Has this whole like diverse cast. Looks really, it's it's really great. It's got all this praise. It's you know got its problems, but it's it's good. It's so much better than Watch Dogs too. And now Watch Dogs right. Legion is like, Watch but what? Yeah. Hmm? yeah. You said it's. You said that Watch Dogs two is so much better than Watch Dogs two. Oh, oh, I meant Watch Dogs one. Damn it. <laughs> and then now you now Watch Dog Legion is like, what if? Where you London. just could. What if we're in London and you can just play as anybody? Yeah. And we were like, hold on, you, you yeah. start over. Yeah. No, that's what they mean. You can literally play as everybody. You get to scan and you can like scan people as you go, which is a thing that came up in Watch Dogs 2. And it gives you like their whole like skill set of yep. like, oh, this person works in an office and can hack computers here. Or this person, you know, fights off. This person does MMA fighting on the weekends and they've got fighting skills and all of that. And so everybody has some sort of mission to get them like on your team and then they're just part of your team yep. and so as you go and play you get a mission that's like we need to go hack into this so get your best hackers together we're gonna go break in but then they have this other side to it which is your characters have permadeath which means that if your character dies as you're trying to get something done they're out the game mm-hmm. and then it just blows up the next person in line and says hey so Ian didn't make it we need you to go finish off this story <laughs> we need to go finish off this mission now yeah yeah. And, it looks, yes. It looks really interesting. Yeah, what that that best character that they showed was the old lady ex assassin <laughs> who's just like leaning who's just like sitting at a bench in the park and it's like I used to feed my birds here and then I had to go, you know, bust a cap in the cops and then puts <laughs> on a fucking mask and just fucking walks in. <laughs> yeah, no. I uh it's one that I might pick up and, and oh, play just because like it's that is such an interesting concept that you literally can play as anybody. And uh, screw some shit up. <laughs> uh, I wrote that. Where did I write? Oh, I wrote down the Skyrim of London <laughs> because the guy who was selling it, the guy who was selling it, was like, "Oh, we gave everybody their own backstories and their own oh schedules and like God. their own stories, like within the thing, which is exactly how they pitch Skyrim to people. <laughs> it's like all of the NPCs have their own lives that they're working at. That's awesome. um, yeah, it sounds it. Oh, uh, and that's when Mac from It's Always Sunny came out to pitch for an Apple Plus TV show. Wait, what? <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a video game. No, what he was pitching was um, they have developed a show for the like Apple Plus TV streaming thing that they're putting together about a team of like game developers who are basically made like the next WoW and they're about to like launch their next expansion like their first like big expansion to the game so yeah. it's just like it is just yeah so it's like him i think danny putty was in it i didn't reckon i recognize the other people but i don't know all their names but yeah so he's playing the um he's playing the um creative director on the team named ian Grimm, and like the trailer they showed was about the fact that he's just got like as the creative director, he's got this massive ego that he's the one that created the whole game, despite the fact that there's an obvious like office of people creating the game around him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that could be hit or miss, especially yeah. if it's on Apple Plus. Uh, then we got like eight different Rainbow Sixes and, and For Honor updates, yep. Ghost Recon updates, which is when John Bernthal and the dog came out. <laughs> Uh, the dog was just like Incredible. famous for being in the video, in so the motion cute. capture video, because they yeah. needed to test their motion capture for animals. Yep. <laughs> so they, they just came out. My favorite one was the dog comes out and he gets the dog to sit, and then he just never 
never talks to the dog the whole time he's yep. out there. He's talking, and the dog just sits there and just sleeps. Yep, he's adorable. And like, he's just sitting there, he's chilling. Some videos would show behind them, and every now and there, his ears would perk up because the video would start behind them, and yeah. then he'd just fall back. <laughs> <laughs> he'd watch a little bit of it, and then be like, no, I don't care anymore. I'm a sleepy dog. <laughs> so cute. Um, that dog was so cute. Then their worst version of their Just Dance thing happened. Yeah, I saw five, so usually, like five seconds of it, and I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah, like, like it was it last year or the year before that they did, like, it might have been the year before, but it was like they opened with Just Dance, right? Yeah, I don't know. And so, like, and I think this is the first time they'd done, like, the live performance thing for mm-hmm. it, or, like, at least on a grand scale, because... Ubisoft starts and all of a sudden the lights go down and then all of a sudden the aisles are full of people in all those stupid costumes. Yeah. Yep. And like that was like ridiculous and cringy and mind blowing all at the same time and that was fine. The problem is that they have tried to do it every year since. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys. Like you guys it worked that one that time. Joke? Yeah. So Stop. this year they do three songs. They've got like a third of the people that usually do the dancing. And the thing that bothered me the most about it is the whole time that they're on stage dancing was the like the motion splash screen behind them for Just Dance 2020, and it's like it's the 10-year anniversary and all that, yeah. but it's the same splash screen through the entire thing, and, like, none of the motion is timed to any of the music that they're dancing oh, to. that's awful. <laughs> it's, that's it's like awful. It's distracting background. No, no. No, no. Yeah. That was oh. bad. That's oh. bad. Also, I did learn that there was a the first song they opened with was a Panic at the Disco song that I did not realize was Panic at the Disco because it sounded like way too poppy for them. I don't even remember what it was. It's a High Hopes. It was High Hopes. Yeah. Thank you. You're yes. Welcome. I did welcome. not realize that that was. I've never. I've heard that song before. I just had no idea that was. What a guess that was Panic at the Disco. <laughs> never in my life would I have said that was Panic at the Disco. So. Um. Yeah. I get that. And then, so I also saw Gods and... Gods and Monsters, they only very briefly showed that at the end. I uh, kind of want it. Cause I, I kind of want it, too. Everybody <laughs> said, I mean, because they showed nothing of it, really, everybody's, like, immediate reaction was, oh, my God, it looks like they just made Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But, like, their own version of it, which, sure, okay, cool, I'm fine with that. That's yeah. not, that's not going to deter me from that game. Mm-hmm. But it's the same people that worked on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and this is their next thing. That's all we yeah, know. That's... I've been like... But it looked interesting enough, and I I love mythology like that. So you actually would might like Assassin's Creed Odyssey because they oh, like I'm sure I would love it. Gave up they like gave up on any sort of realism for that game yeah. at some point. It's like yeah. all all gods and monsters there. Uh, the only other thing that they really talked about was UPlay Plus, which is their version of Game stuff. Pass. Yeah, their version of Game Pass, which is like fifteen dollars a month. Which first of all, Ubi, what the fuck are you doing making it five dollars more than anybody else's? <laughs> Uh, but then they also announced that it would be part of Google Stadia. Yep. And here's the problem. I don't know if that means that you pay $10 a month for Google Stadia and also $15 a month for Uplay Plus, or if paying the $10 a month for Google Stadia gets you access to the Uplay catalog. <laughs> I have no idea. They didn't say. Or, well, if you play Uplay, maybe you get Stadia. Like, you pay the 15 and you get both. I like I so like I doubt paying. it would work in that direction, yeah, but I don't know. Weird. Like I don't think there's a chance that yeah. Like like at the very least, you make that like a five dollar add on. You don't yeah, yeah. you don't pay twenty five dollars so that I can also play Ubisoft bullshit. No 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 no. no. <laughs> the games are not that good, and I own <laughs> most of the ones that I would want to play. 
I own all of the Far Cry games and all of the Assassin's Creed games. I don't need that much else from Ubisoft. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But no, like, Beyond Good and Evil 2, the big game they're supposed to be working on and supposed to be trying to sell everybody on, and they did, like, a stream two weeks ago, like, under the radar about it, and I did not talk about it this year. Jeez. So God knows what's going on with that. Then we get to Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Square Enix is fun for a couple of reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> First off, it's the Final Fantasy VII hour uh-huh. as they try to sell everybody on this Final Fantasy VII remake, which is literally called Final Fantasy VII Remake. Brilliant. It's not, it's not just Freaking Final Fantasy brilliant. VII. It's Final Fantasy VII, and then under the line, Remake. And oh, that's on the cover. My God. Here's the other thing that's going on with that. So first off, you know, obviously all looks, you know, brand like they completely built this thing from the ground up probably three times over. Um, And it's fully voice acted. Barrett, the one black character in the game, definitely sounds like Mr. T. Because that's like what the character was based on in the 90s when that game was written and they didn't do anything to update him. Um, Everybody's all excited because Tifa looks awesome, which sure. Um... Do you know anything about this game? Nope. Nope. Okay. I won't, <laughs> I won't make the joke I was going to make that because Final Fantasy VII is known mainly for a very specific, like, character death as, like, one of the first major emotional moments in video games, uh-huh. <laughs> basically, for a lot of people. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, like, now the big discussion is do people talk about that? Are people free to talk about that the way we were five years ago when Final Fantasy VII Remake wasn't happening? Or do we, like, try not to spoil it for people who might not know at all? As far as I'm concerned, you should just say it because it's really not that big a deal. And honestly, the biggest conversation is about the fact that the person who dies, it's not that important. So Yeah, I mean, also... The situation through the game wants you to feel really sad, but then half the time people go, well, it doesn't matter. There's another character that's better. (laughs) I mean, here's my thing on that, right? It's like, I don't want movies spoiled for me, like, ever. If a video game gets spoiled for me, especially a video game where, like, I'm probably never going to play it, but especially knowing... Especially a 22-year-old video game? Yeah, Sorry. Like, just... I don't, like, I don't think I'm ever going to pick up Final Fantasy. Like, I might, again, I might watch somebody play it, but I don't think I will ever, like, really sit down and get into it i might play like a couple minutes of it but if i can know a spoiler and be part of the conversation that's more interesting than me than actually playing the game that again i don't think i'm ever gonna play (laughs) so dale Dale, especially talking about watching someone play that game let me also inform you of something else okay (laughs) you got your scary voice on (laughs) They also recently announced, this is not just, this is actually, this might be the first time in video game history that remake was used properly. Because just like when a movie is remade, sometimes you change some things, sometimes you remove some problematic elements, you put in some new story stuff, you move things around, you rewrite some things. And if you're Square Enix, sometimes you make the game three times longer. Because what they're doing... It's releasing this in three different parts. Yeah, I'm never Essentially as three game. different video games. Starting with the fact that they're basically, and they basically came out today and said, yeah, we're releasing it in three different parts because each part is like the length of a regular Final Fantasy game. Yeah, no. 
because they've added so much shit to this game. Oh my god. That's cool! That's cool, but also, who needs 150 game. hours of Final Fantasy VII yeah. for a story that people have been talking about in video games for 22 years, so we already know. Unless they significantly change that game, all you're doing is paying three times to play a game you already know the story of because yeah. it's a little bit prettier. Yeah, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't need that. But I just, like, that just makes me, it's made me laugh so hard. But what we did get was stuff? yes by way of Nomura himself who is also like the lead guy on Final Fantasy 7 which explains a lot as to why they're adding a bunch of bullshit afterwards and it's getting longer for no reason Nomura comes out talks about Final Fantasy 7 a little bit and then again because there were leaks so Square Enix two nights ago three nights ago whenever did a like special concert like orchestral concert of all of their like game music and stuff where they also premiered Final Fantasy 7 stuff yep. and Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff and of course people fucking videotaped it and linked it on the internet yeah. because why wouldn't they wouldn't we live in the future so we all knew everything that was coming from this Square Enix thing because they basically did their whole press conference via orchestra oh the god. other night oh my god but they also announced the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC okay yeah it is Remind I knew it was a re something it's Remind um, I have no idea how this works, if it's that you just have to play the whole game over again, or Ugh. if it's after stuff, because it's definitely like, it's like, Maybe here's like it the erases whole story. the Big Hero 6 stuff. That'd it's like, nice. here's the whole story, quote unquote, so who knows? Here's the problem. The reason we don't have a thousand other, like, the reason we don't have any history on this is that because all of the other Kingdom Hearts games came out two generations ago when DLC was not as prolific as it was. Instead, we get a bunch of side games instead. Yep. Like, if all of that stuff had come out in PS3 or later, like, Birth by Sleep would have been, may maybe would have been a single story, but, like, Chain of Memories would have been a DLC. Or, like, 358 yeah. or two yeah. days would have been DLC. Yeah. They would not have been separate games on their own. No. And so, like, I don't know how this is going to work as a DLC. Because, like, when they re-released Final Mix of the other two games, that was just the whole game over again. Yeah, exactly. And it updated, like, HD. And, right. Masters. They like, updated yeah. graphics, and they added stuff to the story so you could get the whole thing. And that's kind of how they're pitching this. So it's like, do I play Kingdom Hearts 3 for a third time? Even though it does give me the option to <laughs> now play as Riku or Aqua or Roxas in certain scenes. Oh. Certain scenes. Not oh, the whole game. Cool. That's oh. cool. But do I have to wait until, like, the end part of that game, 40 hours in after all the Disney bullshit, to get to it? <laughs> I don't know. God damn! <laughs> Jesus. So, like... Oh, I'm so I glad know. I don't own any of the Kingdom Hearts games. So, yeah, I've also loved love because they did the same thing. Their, their trailers are always so bad. So this whole DLC trailer is all music. And subtitles. Bad subtitles on the screen. No voices whatsoever. So you see like people talking to people in dark robes, but you don't know who's in the dark robes because their hoods are up and you can't hear their voices. I think it's Vexen because literally he moves the like Vexen, who is the, the only he only moves a certain way. He's the only one that moves the dumb way he moves. So but the other thing that makes me mad, there's a whole conversation between <laughs> Luxord, uh, stepdad that you like and I think is a dumbass 
Like talking to Zigbar, the, the guy wait, with the eye patch. Is that the card guy? Card guy. Oh, yes. I love talking card to, guy. Talking to the guy with the eye patch, and they're having a conversation that makes it that kind of makes it sound like Luxor is like important. And I screamed because how are you going to make Luxor important after all? Because <laughs> he's card guy. Oh <laughs> and he's man. He's got cards. Freaking. He's also got. He's also playing with his band at the bar on the weekend. Let me tell you, I'd be. I'd watch that. I'd play that game. Oh my God. I'd play Band Simulator. You'd play. You play Luxord on the weekend. Luxord on the weekend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, Luxord on the weekend is actually the name of his band. Fuck you, Zach. Welcome for that. Um, oh shit. They also announced a bunch of like remasters and re-releases of stuff that's like coming to Switch and PC and blah 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 blah, uh, and then they premiered the worst Avengers trailer ever. Yep, <laughs> it's, it doesn't like it's nothing. It doesn't sell me on wanting to play this game. It doesn't tell me how you play this game. I still don't know if I play my own character or if I get to choose between the five characters. It looked like it was just co-op. Like, it looked like it was just Well, another... they said it was single player and co-op. They yeah, did say that, but stupid. I don't know how the single player works. It basically just looks like, oh, Spider-Man did really good. Now we're going to try and you make say that, another that, superhero, mo- superhero you say that, game. Except that this was announced years before Spider-Man. Oh, geez. Spider-Man was yeah, announced no. and okay. released before this game got a trailer. No, this is because dumb. the Avengers, yeah, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics, they're the people that make um, the Tomb Raider games. They announced that they were working on the Avengers game, I want to say after Civil War, Jeez, yeah. that they announced it, but they also had announced at the time that they were going to do, like, the last Tomb Raider game first and that it was going to be, like, a big thing and Square Enix was doing all this stuff, all of that. And everyone just kind of assumed they were waiting for you shit to so they could put out their Avengers game and not worry about it being mixed in with anything because they knew it would be huge. Here's the problem. They then wrote a story that is essentially like five MCU stories slapped into one game. <laughs> and then also modeled their characters to look like the most boring, generic white people I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that there is Thor nothing... has brown hair. I don't, yeah, that's it's the like, problem. It's like, I can't tell if it's brown or if it's that the game is dark. It's just dark, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I 100% thought that Patrick Dempsey was in that game. Because Troy Baker Banner. looks like him. Yeah. Yeah, because they, like, they choose, they, they like, just gave him such basic yeah. models. Yeah. Like, there's it, it nothing not look looking about them. Like, the nice thing about Spider-Man is that like whereas where yes Peter Parker also does not look very distinct but guess what he ends up wearing a suit half the game that is very distinct and yeah. so you don't have to worry about that he's only Peter Parker for you know a fourth of that game exactly whereas I think he looks you know, and and distinct. he still looks fine he looks fine oh, yeah. and you spend it and it also helps that I cared but he also looks yeah. like <laughs> he also but they also look well animated oh that. yeah Whereas in it, this, this for whatever reason looks like, looks like dolls walking around on screen. So accurate, accurate oh, statement. Man, so yeah, I mean, we'll guess. I guess we'll get more news about it, but I it's just, just so weird to it. me. Yeah, it's just so weird to me that like they seem to clearly make an effort to want to get away from the the like MCU hype to put out this game, and then it's oh they have one shitty mission. And then people decide they hate the Avengers all of a sudden. So mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Uh, and then they disband for five years. Literally the timeline from Endgame. And I didn't and... get like 
Is Captain America dead? Is Thor? Did they die? Because it's like, we lost something that day. And then it pans down to freaking Thor's hammer. And it gets all lightning-y. I'm like, did they? What did happened they, yeah. in this game? What is going on? <laughs> they went for, let's give you a bunch of out-of-context drama. Yeah. For also, a world we didn't build. Also, I do not give sympathy to the Avengers when they're like, when people turned on us, when, when you know, we, we ruined stuff and people turned on us. It's like, yeah, you don't take responsibility. Ever. Uh, y- yeah. People are going <laughs> to turn on you. You're dumb. Sorry. This is what people that's don't get. My own, that's my own hangups about the Avengers. That's fine. No, that's fine. It's also what, like... It's like, I don't feel bad for super, you. It's what Superman and Justice League are supposed to be if Zack Snyder knew how to write movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, like, supposed to be their whole story about how Superman and yeah. Justice League take responsibility and the deal with those consequences. Yeah. And it's so. like, oh, we're sad superheroes <clears throat> because everybody turned on us because we made a mistake. Yeah, th- that's what... That's what should happen. <laughs> yeah, and really, what, what it really gods. comes down to, what they really wanted to do was write a story where you play some generic character that has to go around and do the get the band back together movie. Yeah, the get the band back together game, and so like they needed a reason for them to not be the Avengers, but they didn't want to put in any of the origin work for any of the characters. Oh. So it was just like, well, they already existed and then disbanded because bad thing happened. Yeah. Well, whatever. Stupid. It's stupid. Um, so yeah, and that's it for Square Enix. So the last thing is really Nintendo. Which? Up and down. I'm not going to lie. I'm happy for a lot of the stuff that's coming out, but there was nothing that absolutely wowed me. There was some stuff at the end that I was, like, excited for when I saw it. But, like, other than that, there's nothing that's going to, like... I mean, yeah. The... They're mostly where, again, like you said at the beginning of all of this, they were basically updating us on stuff we already knew yeah. was coming. Yeah, exactly. And it's... And... Like, it got me excited. Like, Link's Awakening got kind of announced. Um, right, we already knew it was out, and now we have a... And I, think now we, and I think now is the official date, though. I don't think they had an official date back no, then. No, So now we know September it's September 20th. 20th. Yeah, which, you know, that would be fun. And on top of that, we also know that the they added in this, like, Dungeon Maker section. Oh, yeah, okay, I did see that part. Which I don't think was ever. Devin's going to correct me. With the, I don't yeah. think that was ever part of of uh, Link's, Link's Awakening, Awakening before. But it's yeah. like your certain levels and um, certain like pre-made rooms and stuff within the game. Where if you yeah. get through the the challenge dungeon, you can then use that to create your own dungeons. And I have no idea if there'll be like an online thing for that or what. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I it, I just know that it is so adorable looking yeah, that I'm like, really yeah, like yeah, I'm down. I'm down for this. And then more Pokemon, which of course I'm going to get excited about. Yep, you because... get to use your little ball to walk around with your Wooloo in your pocket. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, can't be used I do. as a controller, but it can be used to up your friendship and all that, the stuff you love. Which I'm down for, and I, I yep. yeah, I love that. It's, it's helping in my uh, Nuzlocke, I'm going to be honest. I, <laughs> I need to share that story. But I don't know if I should share it now or if I should wait. <laughs> We'll have stuff we need to talk about next week. Yeah. I'm working 60 hours yeah. this week. I'm doing nothing important. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Save it. Uh, let's see. Uh, the other Marvel game is coming out. I keep oh, yeah. Forgetting. Marvel That's Alliance. U- Ultimate Alliance Ultimate 3 is coming Alliance. out, which is also itself a Thanos story, which I find oh, really? hilarious. Jeez, yes, it's Thanos and the, and the, the children. I think it's. <laughs> 
it's more geared toward the comics though because i think marvel is actually like the the ultimate alliance games have always been more comic related oh yeah um yep. so this going to get more of the children of thanos in this game and actually yeah. learn their names yeah. um, that's cool russo that's brothers cool. fucking idiots two movies and you Thank still you. only learn two of their names stupid fucking stupid um, um Luigi's Mansion kind of looks uh, interesting, but it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I never played the original. I remember Devin playing the original and yeah. me as, like, a kid being like, this is kind of cool, but I'm not going to play it. And then <laughs> I watched the trailer for Luigi's Mansion 3, and I'm like, oh, okay, so stuff that I can do in Ghostbusters, which is a <laughs> way more fun game and is getting a remaster in a year, possibly, end of the year yeah i'm good <laughs> this is cute i i like it but then you have to be the fair, at both the time thing. of luigi's mansion and luigi's mansion 3 they did not know that ghostbuster games were coming oh, out oh no i yes, <laughs> i fully understand that no alone the same ghostbuster game coming in after both of those yeah exactly <laughs> um i will also say like i was like while i was watching the luigi's mansion 3 trailer i was like oh this is cool and then any respect I had kind of went downhill during the Treehouse Live stuff because they finished with Pokemon. We're like, we're going to go to Luigi's Mansion and then we'll come back and talk about Animal Crossing. And they went to the and Luigi's then, Mansion booth. And they just and stood the around two, and didn't talk the two, about it, right? The two people were like, yeah, this is, we're in a haunted hotel. Ooh, it's so creepy. There's they, like, like got to find pictures. someone to actually talk to about and, the game. Yeah, they didn't yeah. talk about the game at all. <laughs> they literally just talked about what was around them, like physical. Like that ghosts kept showing up on the screen, at the on the walls, that the Mario characters were crossed out. They got scared by something and then they were trying to trigger another scare. So they walk up to this like display and they just stare at it and they're like, Yeah, I don't think it's gonna do anything. And I'm like, God. these too poor this is why, like people this is, by the way why i don't watch just, this stuff what you don't this watch is a, it this is precisely why i don't watch this stuff Well, i was like maybe something interesting is gonna happen and i like kind of felt bad for those two people because i'm like it's honestly like they were they were told to they were told, what happened was what happened yeah. was something unscheduled something got screwed up with their schedule yeah. and they were told to, to fill in 10 minutes yeah. of time and they yeah. and they don't know how so they right. just started pointing at stuff and tried to talk about it, but it's not interesting stuff, and you can't make it interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Luigi's Mansion is the same level for me as, like, Yoshi's uh, Crafted World and, uh, not to make you mad, but Kirby for Aww. me, which is that, no, I mean, they're games I like. Like, I yeah. bought Yoshi's Crafted World, too, and I go back into it. Like, a, it's not one that I sat down and played through in a weekend. I just go in every now and then and play a couple of levels. Yep. Same with Kirby. And so, like, Luigi's Mansion is like, cool, I'll, I'll play it. It looks cute. I've got no – I don't feel bad paying for this, but yeah. it's not like – they they spent so much time and effort in their first year with the Switch to, like, have something coming out every month that they kind of exhausted a lot of their stuff for a while. Yeah. And now it's like, especially with all of the other consoles, like about to change over and they have put more effort in the last couple of years of trying to get people to come back to Nintendo because they lost so many people that didn't want to work with the Wii U. And even the Wii was like notoriously kind of shitty to, to develop something for the Wii and the Xbox 360 at the same time. So like they have keep announcing all of the stuff that's coming to Switch, which is cool, and all of this indie stuff coming to Switch, and all these big games, like they announced today that The Witcher 3 is coming to a Switch, 
which is huge. That's crazy. And also, and also like, I and so like, that. I think they're putting so much of their effort into just like getting other developers to come back to them that it just feel that like they're just kind of coasting on that right now. Oh yeah. But then they announced a couple of things at the end of this that blew my mind. First off, Banjo Kazooie coming oh, yeah. to freaking Smash. Yep. They announced two Smash characters today. Yep. One of them was from Dragon Quest, a game I don't play, so I got no excitement for that. But <laughs> Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. And they even almost they 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 almost trolled everybody. I got so confused. I was like, what Duck Hunt is already a thing, I thought. Did you are you do you have you played Banjo Kazooie? Uh no. Oh, see, I wasn't sure. See, I'm I'm very excited for this because I love Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, yeah. and mostly what I want is for this to mean that they're remastering those and bringing them to Switch. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping the next step is Spyro, if they're in this game. Spyro and Crash Bandicoot did did well enough that this could that could happen. Right, and like Banjo, because like the big the thing with Banjo Kazooie is that it was a a rare game. That's, there's a reason that they used Donkey Kong to yeah. introduce them. Yeah, same company that made them. Um, but then Rare for a very long time, like, separated from Nintendo to do their own thing. And, like, they're the ones that made, like, Sea of Thieves for Microsoft and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And actually <clears throat> made a Banjo-Kazooie game for Microsoft. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they would come back and, like, put Banjo-Kazooie, like, put in the, the modeling effort to put Banjo-Kazooie in this game gives me hope that that means that they're working with Nintendo again. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be so. so exciting. Yeah. But then, then... Then the big reveal, which we all knew was like coming in some sense, but I just never thought I thought that we wouldn't hear about it for like another two years, is that we're getting a Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah. A direct sequel. I know you don't care. I care. <laughs> I'm fine. very excited. I'm letting you have your moment. Um, who knows? I mean, here's the thing. Like, Nintendo also like sometimes listens to people. Yes. So who knows? Maybe they'll change some stuff in the game that will make that will make it better for you and, and Devin. I mean, I think Devin liked it. I mean, he liked parts of it. I know he liked parts of it, but I like, like I, I know of, of the four of us, I am the big one. Oh, yes. I am the big that, fan. No one there. is, no one is going to fight here's the you thing. on that. Here's the thing. Structurally, I played like they, 10 minutes of that game and was done with it. Like structurally, they have to change some things because especially if it's going to take place, like by that reveal trailer, it also looks like it's still taking place, you know, generally in Hyrule. So unless they're going to do some major map changes yeah. and, and other things like that, they can't rely on, like, infinite a chance to walk around and discover things anymore. I, so they have to do something else with that game and that map. I um, so. I really like that Link and Zelda match. That's right? cute. That's adorable. I'll give it. I'll I mean, give that's it to the other thing. People I like Zelda's started... design in that game a lot. People want so badly for her to be playable in a Zelda and finally playable in a Zelda game. Yeah. And like, this is your opportunity, mm -hmm. Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Put her in the game. Yeah. Oh, man. So. It's in the game. Sorry. So that, that is what I am excited for now. And now I just want to, want, I want to know more. Yeah. So mad that it was 30 seconds. I just want to time travel to November 15th. And then come back here and just play Pokemon. <laughs> That's like what I want. That's all I want. <laughs> so we're gonna get yeah. So it's gonna be an interesting year. It is in game. Be, yes, it is. Uh, November especially. Oh yeah. We got Death Stranding. Got Death we got Stranding. Pokemon. We got Jumanji There's and Pokemon out. on the same day. 
There's something else coming out on November 15th alongside Pokemon, and I just couldn't stop laughing when I saw what it was. Well, there's Jumanji. No, no, no. There was something like... There's something else? Because, uh, let me think, Death Stranding is November 8th, because I was talk- joking about the fact that, like, Pokemon is going to make you feel better after Death Stranding. Yes, yep. But then there was something else that was, like, dark and angry coming out the same weekend as Pokemon. Oh, I can't I remember what remember. it was. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I but... don't know. Yeah, that's E3. Pretty but that's much. E3. It was a pretty, like, quiet year, yeah. um, unfortunately. Yeah. But here's the thing. Next June, mm-hmm. looking a year ahead at the trilogy of, of say, Report Jr., <laughs> um, next year should be big for new consoles. Yes. Next year should be the reveal of all of the console launch stuff and all of that before, like, the holidays of next year. Theoretically, everything's coming out like those those consoles are coming out for the end of next year. Yes. There's so there'll be a lot to talk about. So oh, that should be a whole other year. Oh yeah. Ooh. But um, yes. that is if E three survives. That's if E three survives. I mean, that's the thing. Like, let's see how this all stands up. Here's the thing: because consoles are coming, I can almost guarantee we get another E three next year. Yeah. I can't guarantee it lasts much longer after that. No. No. But. No. But. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Sony really does, like, say, screw you, and, like, in January we get a state of play that's, like, here's everything about the PlayStation 5. It's coming out in October. <laughs> like, it would That would be insane. That'd be so, insane. That, yeah, but, ugh. But, like, I'm surprised that, like, because I'm surprised this year from the stuff we didn't get, like, no news on any new Resident Evil games. Yeah. Like, I expected at least Resident Evil 8 to come out. And then they would also start alternating, like, they made, did Resident Evil 7, then they did Resident Evil 2 remake, and then they do Resident Evil 8, and then they do the Resident Evil 3 remake. Mm. So that's what, kind of what I was expecting. And it's like, well, maybe they're just holding off on their shit until the new consoles come out now, if they didn't show up this year. Yeah. And it's like... Well, that's like, um, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 has been talking, been being talked about, and I expected something this year. I And I can almost guarantee you that is a launch title for the PS5. Oh, to- it's, it's, it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same with, like, there's no no God of War. There's never been, there has not been any sort of major DLC announced for God of War. Nope. Something that would have been expected even last year, even yeah. the end of last year, let alone at E3 this year, and it said nothing, which means there's a good chance oh. they're working on a sequel to that God yeah. of War game for the a PS5. Lot of, a lot of stuff is just being held back, so they kind of needed filler. So it's a bunch yeah. of DLC and just remakes and continuations and sequels. Yep. That's it. But oh, this, man. we're gonna continue. Not tonight. I'm done. I'm losing it. I, I yeah. need to stop talking. So I don't before I make my voice go away again. <laughs> but we will continue on forever in podcast form every week. I think. Um, <laughs> forever and ever. And ever uh, definitely, and ever definitely and until ever. November because we're gonna be your like number one stop for Pokemon Sword and Shield yeah. for yeah. a while, uh, as well as Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and explain that game as I go with uh, Dale and see how it works. Since I tried with the uh, <laughs> tried with the trailer, we just had to sit down and watch it. Together? Oh, my God. I don't even know. I don't even know. Bridge Baby. Uh, <gasps> oh, Bridge. I want to talk about Booksmart so bad. <laughs> next week. We'll talk about Booksmart next week. <laughs> um, oh but this God. has been the, um, the, the E3 fairly quiet E3 report uh, this year. 
So listening to you eke out words as you try to talk with your laughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> think about book smart. We'll uh, see you guys next week with book smart and I don't know other games I've been playing. Stories. I bought days. I bought Days Gone. I don't know why. Did it was you? a mistake already. I'm I'm like 30 minutes into it and already I'm bored. So Aww. we'll see if I can push my way through it. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find us online at Say Report Junior on Twitter and individually. I'm at Zerwiski. I'm at Dale's Brain. You can oh. find us on Spotify. Oh. You can find us on iTunes. I mean, you found us somehow if you're listening to this, yeah. so YouTube. you know that part. And then you can YouTube. find us on YouTube. And someday I will add more episodes to that. Someday, not when I, today. When I, not a day when I'm not a day when I'm not exhausted. Yeah. I'll sit down and render things for hours. <laughs> um, but that being said, let's find Keanu Reeves and go get ice cream. I yes. Think. Take it away, Liz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Say Report with your hosts Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for the Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.